well, they have a ton to talk about. Patch 4.11, because I definitely keep track of patch numbers. That's definitely something that I care about. Um, But uh, we have Biotech and Icato, and I'm Rizal, and uh, I'm supposed to learn how to do an intro, so there you go. That was that was incredible. Ten out of ten. <laughs> great energy. You fucking nailed it right there. I I don't know about you guys. I feel ready for this podcast. It is uh, certainly an exciting one. We definitely have, yeah, like there's definitely stuff to talk about. Um, which uh, I guess we can start off with like probably the most um hype and wholesome thing. Rusticles got a card. Congratulations, Rusticles. Not even slightly ironic. This shit is unreasonably based. Yeah, it's um, very cool. Like seeing that thing and you know, seeing the story behind that, also having the the charity thingy that for yeah. when we complete a quest we complete we get like one dollar to the up to twenty five K or something like that. That's pretty cool. Um I guess we can start with the variety guys, I guess. Or we want to start with patch, that's the question. Um, I think we should probably start with patch, but we probably don't want to go like card by card because that is uh, rather dry, but if there's stuff that people want to particularly talk about, I think it's fine to delve Maybe into can, like, a particular card. Talk about every card, but we, of course, like some scuds, I guess we can just skip, but you know. I mean, I think it's like fine to do stuff. Noxus Dragon looks like fine, but unexciting. Anybody feel strongly? Uh, it looks like one of the better ones. I, I think, like, I don't know what deck it ever lands into because Noxus fucking sucks, but it's a cool card. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't... definitely one of the better dragons. I just feel like it's. I mean, if I saw, like, two copies in some random deck, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'm not, like, going out of my way to find ways to play this card. Yeah. I, I can see that. Uh, I think this is very good in some Noxus midrange. Of course, we don't have any Noxus midrange now, but if Swain gets another buff, maybe in the next page or something like that, I can see that maybe there. Uh, like, you know, pushing damage, pu- killing maybe some unit. As well, like, Ace Challenge is not bad at all. Like, that's gonna no. kill, I don't think, like, Janna. That can kill, like, things like Nila. And, like, it's not bad at all. And I... I said we don't have home for it now, especially and also internal. Eternal's like have like aggro decks for Noxus, and then it doesn't have these control decks, uh, and the control decks also don't want to use it. It's, it it needs to really some mid range deck, and that's something that we don't have now. Yeah, I've always like uh, been kind of like eyeballing this card as like eventually mm-hmm. seeing play because like when it's just like a six mana five five that rallies, that's just like always active incisive tactician, and it's in a much better region for that effect. Mm-hmm. The problem is like for dragon... audio only listeners, we're looking at the the dragon rally guy. Oh, yeah. right? Dragon guard lookout is the card name in English, but um, the problem has always been that like you didn't have dragons that you wanted to play. I mean, there's like screeching dragon that was probably playable. Um, you could put some shivanas in your deck if you're really interested, but like past that, it was kind of difficult to justify putting dragons in your deck. But this does have a pretty low condition of behold. Like you don't have to have one in play. It can be in your hand. Um, and with like some more dragons running around, I feel like this card gets a lot closer to possible. I will say that if we're looking at you know dragons as an archetype trying to see play, I think dragons' biggest issue was that like it just didn't have enough like good early dragons yeah. that like you would ever want to just by playing. So your curve like just always sucked. Um, and I don't think that any of these cards fix that at all. Um, but I do think that it's cool that they're like splashable dragons that like maybe you're whatever deck or region you're in, maybe you want to play your dragon. Probably yeah. not, but maybe. My impression was pretty much that like the way dragons was gonna do well. Um, and these cards do help with that because like I, I guess I can scroll down and show people that there's other dragons that uh 
got spoiled. Um, I always felt like dragons needed to be just kind of like a normal-ish Demacia deck that had a couple of dragons and some like dragons-ish payoffs. Where like Shivana seems like a fine champion if you could level her somewhat promptly. Screeching Dragon's certainly passable in standard. Um, and like this like Dragon Guard lookout always looked like a pretty nice payoff and it didn't demand that many dragons. These like full-blown Age of Dragons dragons decks, like uh, I think those are hopeless. Like, we can, yeah, we can course, give up on those. Course. But um I think the other thing is that Dragons has a broken, 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 broken card in Dragon's Clutch. Um yeah. I think that card is absolutely fucking absurd. And I, I, I constantly look at this card and the rally card and I'm like, there has yeah. to be something broken here. Um, I mean, I've tried it a few times and I haven't hit it, but there's something broken. I also I think Age of Dragons. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Age of Dragons and Shivana are just like some of the most outrageous yeah. cards if you could enable them, but like that guns challenger now does as card as yeah. well. The strike heals five. Like I think dragons eventually gonna find something. And I think that's something that also I tries to do. We also got the airdrop. Spur out we got the airdrop getting another buff. And I wouldn't be surprised if we eventually we just find some dragon neck. And I think Kyle tries to do that kinda as well. Yeah, I mean I would be I mean, they keep throwing buffs at dragons and it keeps being dog shit. Like, <laughs> I think I the other know. issue is that you kind of get baited into playing Targon because yeah. like Dragon's Clutch is so broken and like Age of Dragons, if you can activate it, seems like a reasonable card. The issue is like you don't want to be playing Targon. Targon doesn't give you anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean it's but bizarre yeah. because like I mean Crossex Hunter is like posting the like hilarious uh Ride Dirtle tweet of like I forget the exact wording, but it's like <laughs> fucking super highway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We try to buff dragons every balance match. It's just like an incredible tweet. And like, to be honest, if you had asked me, I would have expected one of these buffs to work. Like, I am blown away that dragons has yet to survive. Like, the last time we get the Shivana to come for, you know, so many buffs last time and we didn't still see any play. Um, yeah, I mean, like, so surprising. I, I, I cannot believe that dragons still hasn't managed to make it, but. Uh, if you just move Dragon's Clutch to Freljord, then Dragon's will instantly be tier one. Oh yeah. Unironically. Sure. <laughs> right? Just has to do that. Just just move it to Freljord forehead. Yeah, Glacial um, Soaring can be a dragon now. I'm sure why not. <laughs> yeah. That's guys. You could play with dragons. Soaring's a good enough card. I mean, if it didn't fight for screeching and yeah. like the slot. The issue is like Dragon's just is missing like curve. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like him, I don't really know. Yeah. Targon kind of has this problem because like I mean, I guess I would I got a builder. Oh, the wrong tab. If I got a builder and I like go find dragons, like all of the cheap ones are in Targon or like Shadow Isles, which are like not playable. Um, yeah, if you're yeah, like I... not playing Targon, like you just don't have a dragon before turn four, and that's only Shivana. I was looking at dragons. I'm like, you know, so like Screeching's a reasonable card. White Flame's like a reasonable card too. Yeah. And you start looking at it, it's like shit is the next best like dragon to like fill out a curve is it seraphic wyvern like what yeah. the fuck i mean you can play <laughs> these like four drop dragons that are like passable i mean <laughs> i think if like... there was a good four drop dragon like i think that this deck would be good there, there just isn't yeah <laughs> or another good three drop we have yeah. shivana right but yeah you just need shivana now i think if you have shivana curve i think dragons are fine by the way now but yeah we if we just if we pick our hand but yeah. you have to have like more than one four drop right yeah copium yeah. are there any like there's no low curve ones that are like hanging around in eternal right yeah no they're just like 
We could play Grinzo, bro. Grinzo goes crazy. I mean, <laughs> Dragon I, Prince. I, I am not above looking at like, could I play like Grinzo in Scouts and get like the six mana Dragon Rally girl? Like, I was looking oh, at shit. that for a period oh, of shit. time. Oh, I wasn't uh, know what that was, but that's pretty fire. If there was any other dragon that you could put in that deck, maybe. <laughs> but there's none. You could theoretically play Screeching Dragon and be really unhappy about it, but... Bro, if you're putting Screeching in your Scouts deck, like, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we should play, like, Winnow Screeching, man, like... <laughs> the difference is crazy. Yeah, if you, were yeah. Allow if you were allowed to play only Grinzo as your dragon and you could, like, reliably have Rally Girl activated, it probably would be fine. The problem is, like, only three Grinzos is not good enough. If there was the... What's it called? Not it's not an actual dragon, but um the two drop egghead researcher. They rotated this guy. It would have solved all our problems. What do you play? Solved all our problems, Copium. Surely. I Dude, if this guy like beats ass that. with a CS, who gives a shit what your two drop is? Okay, yeah. sure. Good point. This fucking CS man. What the do you wanna let's look at the actual cards that came out? Yeah. yeah. So Nox got its thing. Yeah. Uh Adnir here is, um, you know, it summons the 1-1 one, one that when it supports something gets the stats of the things it's supporting. So it's a big combo card. You know, Battle Fury, Pog. Um, Alawi, Pink Alawi, I think, is the other one I was thinking of. Uh, but there's definitely interesting things to do with this card, right? Yeah, yeah this card is complicated enough that I'm, like, not entirely sure if it's good or not. Like, it's definitely close enough that I wouldn't just write it off, but it's also far enough off that I feel like it's... Um, I don't know. If you want to cook, I feel like this is fertile grounds to cook. Um, I feel like the issue with this card in standard is that we don't have twin disciplines. If you had twin to protect the kid, like you're probably this card's probably good. Mm -hmm. um, but without twin, like, are we spending Wuju on this? It's a little ugly. Um, yeah. I think I think Infinite will cook something with this. That's something I think. Yeah. Like, just something different to find this. My issues where. Uh, but I think I, I'm there for this. I will definitely wait for Infinite so something to cook with. And like on turn four, pushing a lot of pressure, you know, spamming three three, and then getting basically I don't know how much you can get like reliable stats on turn four, for example, with the one drop. That's like something gonna be very interesting. And if it's like a knife, I don't know, it's five five or something like that, then it can be like uh, amazing, amazing deck. Yeah. yeah, I do. Uh, I do want to slightly criticize the flavor because like. All the goddamn time when you play this card, you're gonna play Rusticles and he's gonna come with his kids, and you're just gonna watch the kids just like eat shit immediately. After, <laughs> and Rusticles will be like, I understand. No, you gotta run got... protection, man. It's uh, it's a Battle Fury deck. You're gonna sky splitter them. Don't worry. It's, it's all like, gonna be okay. I understand the flavor of like, we got dad and kids, and kids like need to be small because of dad, but like. I'm I'm really not a fan of the flavor of like summon rusticles. He watches his kids die like eighty percent of the time. Oh my god, dude! Like, why do you have to? <laughs> like, I, like I wasn't thinking about this, but sure, is that like I I guess you enjoy something like that. Um, something I do. Does this guy have V VFX? Like, hmm. does it have like a voice know. actor? Hmm. I don't think so, but it does have flavor text. Are you able to check the flavor text of the? Uh... Uh, Add your Xavierists. Yeah. AR might have it. Oh yeah. Yeah, because uh, it may or may not reference 
someone in the community, which is uh pretty cool. <laughs> oh my god! And like Rustical, I I saw it, but like Rusticles confirmed that like it was very close to your sub alert message, and Rusticles was like, I cannot handle it being that close and not being the sub alert. Yeah, <laughs> Rustical's the homie, man. I my shit's actually referenced in official card art or in official uh, flavor text, which I mean, it's it's canon, right? This is all canon. Oh, it's all canon. Good point. Like, actually, I gotta exist in Voltaire Frontier. Let's go. Uh, Let's I'm, go. I am immediately DMing the most insufferable uh, League of Legends Wild Rift Twitter accounts so that they can talk about <laughs> how their game gets absolutely nothing and how it's egregious that um, an LOR content creator is a uh, part of mainstream canon. Yeah. Um, and that's, hey. yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> bro what i get what i get mentioned in a necker video that means that i uh that means that i've made it right that'll be <laughs> did you see that there was yeah. a recent twitter like fiasco but there weren't anyone that was like has significant clout or something but someone unironically said like legends of runeterra gets more resources than league of legends yeah, that I was, was like, meme, yeah. I like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Excuse like, me? No. <laughs> I don't know, man. But that's, fucking, that's, man, that's the fucking leak part that's so yeah. delusional because there's like the Jin skin that was supposed to be on the TFT. It's actually LOL now as well, mm-hmm. so... Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool, but I yeah. don't know. I mean, it was part of a broader complaint about like Wild Rift gets more resources than League of Legends besides League of Legends being like probably more culturally relevant, although it's hard to say with like um, East Asia markets. Um, but it was just like bizarre where it's like okay I think it's like at least defendable for like a League of Legends players to talk about how it's like unfair that Wild Rift gets X amount of resources and they don't like as soon as they're sitting there like LOR gets more they're like excuse me (laughs) I put in uh, the live discussion if you want to pull up the tweet but it's it's, it is a little silly. I, I think that it's, you know, League players and TFT players are fucking delusional on the yeah. amount of support that their games receive. Uh, and they don't know what's happening in Legend of Runeterra. That, that's all I know is none of these players have ever played uh, Legend of Runeterra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, something that's just obvious that like, I think Bardiff makes crazy amount of money in Asia because I like people spend money there on the mobile games especially, and that's exactly what Bardiff yeah. is. So. I'm not surprised I, that it gets so much, like, you know, and it looks so cool. Yeah, I actually got, um, there's a person who's, like, relatively high up on NA ladder. I mean, maybe I can go find them. But they basically added me with the, like, friend add button, and they were like, hey, do you know when this game is going to release in China? Because I really want to play it, um, like, officially. And it was like... Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, I think it was this person... That's so funny. It is crazy that it hasn't released in China. Yeah, even like Wild Rift is in China, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone at Riot presumably knows why it hasn't released in China, but like, yeah. realistically, we're just sitting here like, um, they submitted it. They keep getting art censored for specific China stuff because if you don't know, like, China has specific rules to them that aren't replicated in other like Southeast Asian countries. Like no blood. And- oh really? Because I, I know that China's like... skeletons. Other places have the same like blood censor, but oh, okay. Um, I, believe... I know we get like Vietnam censors and shit like that too, right? Like yeah, there's censors that are used outside of China, and there's censors that are specific to China. So we know that like. Since we continue to see censored art, they're presumably still pursuing a Chinese release, um, or they wouldn't bother doing the Chinese specific censors. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so no clue what's going on. They obviously haven't talked publicly. Someone at Riot probably knows, but uh, I think that's like a big thing that's causing problems for LOR where it's like, there's this big market that A, likes card games, B, likes mobile games, C, is fucking huge, um, and which is like, don't release there. It's like, what are we doing? I mean, yeah. I believe that it's it, like, not... One... Hmm. We talked I... about it like in one of the earlier episodes, so I would like, yeah, sure. I mean, definitely know it, it sucks. And like, we are hoping for the twist, but I would focus on new cards because I think they're... Okay. More hype. okay, back to new cards. Uh, Peansy Dragon. It says draw a card, so it seems broken, huh? Yeah, it's totally broken, and um, I just want to know, Why does it, like, replace burning the card? Wait, do you think this card's no. actually good? It, no, I, no, 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 this no, card's no. dog shit. I don't think, I, that's my issue with this card. It doesn't, instead, it, there will be, like, need to be word instead, right? deal the one but it still burns the card and that's my issue with this card so i think this card is just unplayable or like if maybe this card if this card karina veraza where it like dead one to their entire board and their nexus for each card you burned uh i would like maybe think this card is playable okay okay to be fair this card does say draw one for every spell you play so like we could probably pretty reasonably like go infinite on this card like pretty often at least in eternal right um well, yeah, it costs eight mana, but I mean, these are all. So the one thing that we're gonna keep need to keep in mind is every single card on this list that came out, other than Adnir, is Titanic, which means that it will likely be cheated out. Um, like none of these cards actually cost the amount that they say they cost. But the good point that you said the infinite. I, is this an infinite action? Infinite. I think you can. Maybe. I don't know if you play in infinite, but like with a with one glorious evolution, this card absolutely goes infinite. Like one trillion percent, this card goes infinite. I can see that. Uh, is it good? Um, Maybe it's I, interesting. I even, I've funny made card. it in, like I made the tiers of the Nukas and I put it like in C tier. I don't think this is one of the. I think this is one of the like worst ones, but I can see some potential with it. This card would be a lot better if its stats were swapped. Um, six HP mm-hmm. is a little rough. Eight HP in P and Z that dra- draws a card every time you play a spell would be kind of cool. That would be premium stuff line though. I got also. Uh, wait, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe we make it a we can make it a three eight or something. Um, I'm just like real dubious. I'm like, you you show me an eight mana card and it like needs help to win the game. Like, yeah, I, I'm not win the game. <laughs> okay, okay, sure. Right sure. next to it, uh, we have this card's game. fucked. <laughs> I okay. So eight mana eight eight. Uh, when I first read this card, I thought that it summoned two thralls and then and counted them down two like Lissandra? i was like okay that's yeah this card's terrible and then i read it and it says no it advances them two two yeah so it goes <laughs> all the way down to two so you play this card on like turn six or something uh you have an eight eight so you're winning board and then two turns you're gonna get two more eight eights so you are never losing board uh this card's a little good and it's in the center region you don't even have to go out of yeah, region exactly. to cheat this mean- out I also just like it has everything. Like it, it's so good. It doesn't cost eight mana. The basics so you can easily cheat it like ten, six, ten, five. Like man, this card is just by far the best new. And like my issue, I saw this card, and then I lost interest in all of the other new cards because yeah. I just saw this. So like, I yeah. don't know. I also think it's like really important that Harbinger of Thralls, the like two mana two two that uh, countdowns all thralls, is in region. Like we don't have to go and play like um the Sharima advance cards to like cheat the thralls we're like 
you play two sigils, you play this card on turn six, you don't have attack token, you go to your turn, they count down to one, you play Harbinger like, Thralls and attack for 24. Like, what the fuck? I hear you. <laughs> and it's really funny. I think it's very unlikely that this card gets yeah. run with any other Thralls cards. I think I you just played this in a mid-range deck. I think it just says you win the board. I do think it's good in a mid-range deck. I think this card will see play with exactly Lissandra and exactly maybe. Harbinger of Thralls. I don't think yeah, you Lissandra's can play any other one. ones. Um, yeah, maybe Harbinger, but, like, you don't really want Harbinger. Like, okay, if you have to play it as a two-drop, it's going to, like, fuck up your board space. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see Harbinger get dropped, but um, Harbinger is a bird as well, and, like, we can continue to abuse Glacial Saurian. Oh, fuck me, dude. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> okay yeah no anyway so freliard uh spoiler alert got zero nerfs uh got mm. buffs and got a, the fucking best eight drop in the game so I, I i'm not saying standards fucked but standards fucked also something point of them. this thingy or from the others from the example the camp deck is that this unit can die and it still does the draw thingy right that's the thingy you still have eight eight that can die whatever you know you don't, you don't care this guy is crazy like by yeah. far the oh. best <laughs> Okay. Uh, this yeah, this card good. is a little bit messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Shreema, five mana, nine six, fearsome spell shield to play me, kill an ally or one of your mana gems three times. Mm -hmm. Uh, she self spend five mana on it. Yeah. Uh, potentially you eat three of your mana gems just to get a nine six, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also apparently you can like kill two units and one spell mana, what I've heard. Yeah, like, okay. one mana. If I have to kill three allies to put this card to play, I'm not putting this card to play. <laughs> I think this card is probably like a yeah, like a kill two units and then uh kill a mana gem. Or kill one unit and a man and two mana gems. I think it's usually how it's gonna get played. And that's my question, like, do I play this on ancient crocodile that is for mana seven seven, kills two allies, you know? I think Ancient Crocodile okay. is like, I might think you with this guy. I think just Ancient Crocodile is better than this. What? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. No, it has two keywords. It's so much better. Neither of them Ancient are overwhelmed. Ancient Crocodile has Fearsome. Do you true. know that? Like, oh, wait, Crocodile has Fearsome now? Yeah, wait, no, it doesn't. It. Yeah, You're lying to me. You're lying to me. Ancient Crocodile does not have Fearsome. It, it does. does? Yeah. Was this the timelines buff? Yes. And, oh, I mean, no. Like, into timelines, they do combat cook into oh, Okay, into wait a second, into, wait a second. Into Seraphine, biggest fan, into the five drop. Like, uh, okay, no, I, I, okay, I see, I see where you're coming from. It's spell shield still. Spell shield's cool. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this card is worse than Crocolith, which is a oh, pretty shit. low bar. Okay, counterpoint, counterpoint. You can play this card and the new Desert Trath on curve. Right, you play Desert Trath, and then you eat both of them for your Dune Swallower, which I, it is even—it's swallowing the dunes. It's eating the sand. That's like it's—it's yeah. it's even. I would be—I would be curious about this card and optimistic if it let you play it, killing one ally. And you tell me I have well, to kill three. Yeah, but I have to you kill two mana. One ally. I have to kill two yeah, mana. Yeah, I mean, it's not worth it. Never, never. Okay, okay. Like valuable? Like okay. I, like what okay, is the okay. this card, right? It's something like Kinder Nassus. I think we got, by the way, a lot of tools from Kinder Nassus. I don't know if we, I guess we're gonna talk about them later, but maybe something like that. But once again, I think just Crocodile is better probably than that. That's a crazy fucking sentence. Crocodile's better than anything. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll see on this one. Uh, Kingfisher, 
big ass boat, nine mana, eight, eight. When I'm summoned, you draw one of every single champion in your deck. And then first time you play a champion each round, you rally. Um, this card spooks me. I mean, you need to be playing like one mana uh, champions so that you could like play this card on turn 10 and just immediately rally. Yeah, wait, wait, you're 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 falling into the trap. You see the number nine? This card is not getting played on turn nine. Yeah. This card's getting played on turn seven. That's my like, issue, I think, with this card. Like once again, man, I, I don't know, it's just my issue. I just see this card, sure, but I see the card above it, and that just in my opinion just for effect. And this card just can die, it can get, I don't know, Equinox. Um I mean I, I, I don't know. I understand the concern of like they silence this, but I think this card is a lot closer to this one than you think because like you just play this card and draw four cards and they're all good cards. you do draw a lot of cards <laughs> I, which play. i think is really cool by yeah, the way sure. like you you draw four but you play like moose garbage deck if we don't draw this i don't know like i get you but... no you just play you're just playing demacia freljord yeah. you're playing the normal shit you hate all your champions anyway so you have like a nar a jarvan a galio a udir um you know whatever right and then you just draw them all and you're just grinding you're grinding good? and sometimes you're gonna rally. Is that good? I... Uh in standard, I think it's probably yeah. fine. I mean I don't like, think... the other thing is you're playing like you're playing like sigil cards, right? You're playing like the yeah. three man draw one sigil or like actual ramp, the five mana ramp. Um like this card isn't a nine drop. Like it says it's a nine drop, it's not a nine drop. You know? hundred percent. Yeah. I mean I, I can see that. I do think the Froyard one is better, but like I don't think this card is that bad. I mean it, it's not gonna see plan eternal. I don't even know if the Froyard one will see plan eternal because eternal is a little bit yeah, fucked up. Who knows? But... Froyard, yeah. I, Eternals, whatever. Yeah. Um I do think that uh I like Kingfisher a lot because I think it's the exact type of card that like the big Timmies and Demacia want to be playing. Yeah. They want to be playing stupid shit that draws a lot of champions and like rallies when they play a champion. I think this is like a perfectly designed card. I say this now, you know, if it ends up being meta relevant, I'll probably fucking hate it. But right now, it feels like a very well designed card yeah, to like target who wants to play this. Mar Marshall is happy about this, so yeah. Yeah, uh, Marshall. I, I'm sure Marshall is very happy about this. Yeah. Uh, Portia, the peculiar nine mana nine nine manifest a Titanic follower. Uh, it's one one and it costs zero. Um, just hit the Freljord one every time and you win. Or I. Frankly, like Syndra? looking at, frankly oh looking God. at like Titanic followers, like they're they're kind of mid if you take away all their stats. And like if if this had a keyword where like it did something, I don't know. I mean, like if you just straight up give a nine nine elusive, that's a little bit fucked up. But if it's like a five five with elusive, I'm like a lot more. Interested can you go in this infinite card. on this card? Uh, like, can it hit itself? Uh, I, I don't think. They theoretically barred cards from generating themselves way back when we were having like Bandle Soup meta and people were going like telescope yeah. to telescope. Um, that, uh, uh, given how cool, like though. portals turned out and like all of a sudden play effects are just in there again, yeah, I I failed to believe that they uh, updated that band list. So, uh, so my issues like with this guy is that you have to play Bandicity with Fire, like Sages, uh, so then like you need to really hit the Citra or maybe like Atakan is good, I guess. Yeah. No, I don't think this card is good. I, I think this card is dog shit. I think it's pretty bad. Um, it's like Dreadway Titanic? Uh, four Pro 7, right? Pro 6. I, I wasn't sure. They've gone through a change of stats on so many cards to make them Titanic. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Maybe not right now, but it's it's an interesting card. Definitely an interesting card. Yeah. Holy shit. It's 8 mana 4 6. 
Yeah, um, that thing had tiny stats the entire time, but yeah, we have a sea monster uh, dragon. That's cool. Sephirsa, Scourge of the Deep. So when you spend mana to play another unit, create a random card in hand of equal cost. A random card in hand, so it could be a spell or a unit. Yeah. A landmark. And then it costs zero and is fleeting. Mm -hmm. I think this card is like, I don't think this card is going to be my deck even in deep, but it's a good hit for, from, from like Jal Hunters, I think. Because like in deep, when, when you're in late game, when you're playing deep, of course that's the biggest issue of this card that you have to play in deep, I think. In late game in deep, uh, the issue that you have like sea monsters, you have maybe like champion spells, and that's all, all you because you tossed your world deck, right? Wait, and maybe I'm stupid. Why are we playing this in deep? Uh, we don't is it because it. it has the deep because, keyword on it? Yeah. What, no, what we if we just don't what? play deep? We get it from Joel Hunters. We get it from Joel Hunters. That's the thing. Yeah, okay. I, and I don't know. From that, I think it's pretty good to hit from Joel Hunters, but that's all I think. I think this card think has this card is... outside of deep. I think it's really bad in deep because in deep you want to be luring and you want to be nautilusing, right? Which yeah. means that you know you're gonna play like a like a zero mana scarab and you're gonna get nothing. <laughs> you're gonna get a feral prescience. Um, I, uh, I think that. Hold up! You don't even get a feral prescience. You can't get zero. Cost oh, because it costs literally zero. Oh, never mind. Yeah, but no, I, I do think that um. I do think that this card like does a cool thing and like might yeah. be worth playing because you basically like double up your units for the turn, right? You cheat this out on like turn six and then you play like anything afterwards. You play a five mana card, you play Sorion, you know, Sorion draws you a card and then you get another five mana card that you can just play. This also isn't, okay. this isn't once per turn. So you like, it's play also an eight seven. Yeah. And when it goes deep, it's a fucking 11 10. I, I, I think this card has more hope than. People seem to think so. I think it's a really interesting card. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's broken, but I, I think uh, that there's cooking potential with this. Uh, what's like the Bridgewater Pharaohs? Uh, yeah, it's like it's like a Lowry or something, right? I mean, also like anything that like in Bilgewater, you have a lot of ways to like get mana back with when you play stuff like a tune. And so like you play, oh, a you, play with back. you could coins. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I have, like, the most hope for this card, but I don't think this card is nearly as bad as you think it is. I think this card is terrible in deep, and for the very simple reason of this card does not solve the problem of deep. If you don't draw Seascarp, you're playing a tier 9 deck. So, like, what what, <laughs> what does this do for deep? Oh, yes, when I, I reached... I don't think you medicate in deep, but from Jajantas, I was just thinking... I wasn't thinking sure, about I mean, it's, like, fine. Yeah. It's fine if you get it. Yeah. It's just kind of like, uh, wow, deep wins late game. <laughs> I mean to be fair, deep does sometimes run out of value. I'm just not sure if this necessarily fixes that. Um you'd rather just hit like terror of the tides. Like it's probably a nerf to deep because you, you want to hit terror. It's a big unit though, like it's eleven fucking ten. It's a fucking huge unit. This yeah. is an ins I it's crazy to me at this uh, this card should be like Titanic when you're deep, right? Why is it Titanic when you're not deep? <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh Spectral Ironhound. Hey, uh, to the... play, kill an ally, and then it summons an extra guy, right? Yeah, hey, this is the, like, 5-drop, but not bad. This is yeah, Butcher. This is, like, I think this guy is very good, especially things like Kindernasus. You very often have, like, things like Undying, right? You use it on that. Also, funny thing with this card, you can Sork leave it, because you don't need to kill ally to summon the 6-drop. So, uh, uh, maybe some cooking. I mean, I, I do generally agree with your take. The problem is, like, 
this card is like has no shot in the eternal version and in standard like uh the self slay archetype is just non-existent so i think this is a good gimmick you to begin is i i wouldn't be like that it's unplayable in eternal i can see that but of course, i think the, if, if somebody the... like it does aggressive stuff maybe not i don't know I think the biggest issue with this card is that unlike a lot of these, you can't throw this card in failure. This is just like not like a sigil card at all. Yeah. Um, this is like, you know, trying to exist in its own archetype of, you know, like Shurima self-kill or something. Um, so like it, it really does cost six mana. And like when it really costs six mana, maybe it might be good. Um, I, I did buff She Who Wanders, not She Who Wanders, uh, They Who Endure, the original Bale Raider. So now you can play Self Slay in Freljord. Yeah, or not. That'd be cool too. You could just <laughs> No, I think it's I think it's an interesting card. I think it might end up seeing play. I'm not sure if Eternal's where it's at, but I do think it's a cool card. Also, I think I forgot to mention about the five drop is Vaults of Helia, by the way. I've like it's kind of fun. Oh shit. Well you could Helia out the this the five drop with spell shield. Yeah. This card uh I don't know. The Helia problem with this card is that it Occupying the same slot this as Nasus, which is no, like no, not this card. The other card. Oh yeah, the, the, the other bad one. Yeah. I mean, the five drop, the rampaging Bakai. I always thought that one was like a pretty reasonable five drop filler. Um, yeah. And you never want to draw the other yeah. guy, but it'd be funny. Yeah, the know. four drop I, slot I was the one like, that was like just straight trash, no matter what you did, right? Yeah, that was one Mario card. It was like five which drop. One? Well, the in like Bolts of Halia because you needed a four drop. Oh, like, you just play Crocolis. <laughs> no, you play you play your so Halia on four now because it's four mana, right? Well, it's, it's five mana. mana. Oh, it's five mana. Oh yeah, that shit's unplayable. My bad. Yeah, I mean, what the hell was the best option here? I mean, there was like uh, Vagar. it was just Vagar. rock bears, right? It was, it was just you, rock bears. You prayed to Jesus Christ Himself. You got to skip four because the options were terrible. Yeah. Vagar was good uh, because people are playing the Adop, right? But uh, yeah, Vagar was passable. Like I, I feel like Vagar probably was the best one. You could also do like Grave Companion, but like the options were terrible. Like we weren't happy with any of them. Um, okay, how about Veiled Protector? Huh, five mana, four five. I'm summoned, or you summon a Titanic ally. Heal your next three. Oh wait, a lot of healing in this deck. Like uh, no, this is so bad. I think this card is fine. Um. I think this card a lot of healing. Yeah, I think this card stabilizes you pretty well, but doesn't accomplish what you want to do. It doesn't help you with that DM pawn. No, no. Maybe it's just like a unit you can slam down the mid game. Um, it's not once per turn, so you know if you kiss a homie something, then you can uh, heal six. Pog. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, my opinion on this is kind of like, okay, we're playing like Frogger Targon because we're playing Titanics and uh. This card's fucked up. So, like, I'm not losing the control because I just, like, put this card into play and they cry. Uh, and I'm not losing the mid-range because I put this card into play and they cry. Um, I got some suspect problems into aggro. This card does seem like it might solve aggro. I, I, get, I get it in that way, but I still think you can use different things that's going to be better, it's going to be cheaper, and it's going to just help you more. I maybe. Maybe. We'll have to see. Um, yeah, other than that, you know, cool, the new cards, zero spells, kind of, you know, depression, you know, it's just lots of big units, but, but that's okay, that's, it's fine. Probably. Right. Plastic. 
Are you ready to go into nerfs? Yeah. Divine Whirlwind. This is the nerf that I've been asking for um, since Shanna came out. Was uh, Divine Whirlwind yeah. to ping one to face instead of two. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit dubious on this nerf specifically because there's like other not-so-aggressive Janna decks that still seem slightly problematic to me. Although Janna herself got nerfed and that kind of clears it up a lot. Uh, I do like this yeah. nerf for Divine Whirlwind. It was just kind of like, if this is the only thing, I'd be like, eh, a little dubious. I think this is a great nerf. Like, I think that we're very rapidly hitting, you know, just having way too much burn yeah. uh, in PNZ. And, like, there were a lot of times where even when I'm playing the Temple version of Janna, um, you know, I'm just, like, keeping up on board by, like, removing all their shit. And then I look at their HP and it's like, oh, they're 8 HP. I don't know when that happened, but I guess they're in burn range now. Yeah, um, also, now for Houseman, something to mention that Houseman is worse now. Thanks to yeah. This, so. I think Houseman is still, like, good enough. Um, but, like, what probably happens is, like, just getting Temple down probably doesn't win you the game anymore. You have to like actually play for board at least a little bit. You have to pretend to engage with the game, you which is probably a compound damage on the Elia Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this change. Um, seven on Yeah, uh, I mean, it's yeah, Cosmic like, Call is literally unplayable now, right? Yeah, yeah, I really find it bizarre that. So you decide that, like, okay, Cosmic Call is like a little bit fucked up. We need to rein this in. Why wouldn't you like? Throw a small invoke on the big option or a mid invoke where it's like, okay, the really fucked up shit mm -hmm. is where you play Cosmic Call and you get Living Legend. As long as we call that, like, it's probably okay. And it's like, to be fair, if you got a small invoke, that's probably a buff to the card. Um, so like maybe not so I, no. on, on like the two cost one, yeah, I agree. That's a buff to the card. On the big one, the thing is, like, I felt like 90% of Cosmic Call's power was like, if you hit Living Legends, your opponent just feel like, yeah, just hitting dies. LL, but like having like insane stabilization power. We've unnerfed like every single small invoke card, and like they're all kind of fucking good. Um, I think it would, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't it's think changing nerf. it to a small invoke when you eight cast it would be a buff. If it also gave you a small invoke when you played it for two, that would definitely be an overall buff, mm -hmm. but maybe like. I do think that, like, this card's probably just unplayable. Um, maybe, like, some monument, you know, the Epiphany, maybe, that's because you have so much time in that deck, maybe. We just don't play this card. We just, we just yeah. play Victor Felios with, like, shapings, and, like, yeah. we just play, like, the normal deck, and, like, we just pretend Cosmic Call never existed. Yeah. Like, the deck you. might still exist, it just doesn't play Cosmic Call anymore. Cosmic Call yeah. paid for the for the Eternal Sins. It's kind of pretty for, like, standard Cosmic Call, because I think that it was very interesting, and yeah, it's also gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I really just dislike this change because I felt like literally the entire problem with Cosmic Call was Living Legend. And if you just, like, made Living Legends, say, refill the amount you spent on me, I think that's a fine change. Like, Asol 2? Asol. So, I don't really believe that I'm nerfing Asol because, like, if you have Asol 2 and you play Living Legends and you play 8 Celestials, like, you still fucking won the okay, game. Okay, but, like, <laughs> to be fair... I do think that it is a nerf to Asol because, like, if Asol dies, you can't play those cards. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, when does that happen? I have to, like, play Asol 2. My opponent instantly removes him on the stack, and I pick the Living Legends off my Asol. Well, so it would be like, okay, so, like, Asol flips, right? We go into your turn. You're okay. happy. You play a big unit because you know you get to spend your mana, right? Uh, and then, like, I kill Asol, and, like, on the stack, you LL. It doesn't refill your mana, right? Okay. It does, I mean, because 
you kill him on stack when it doesn't actually like okay yeah, it's not that no, it's still a good point yeah I, I also so i don't really think this is a relevant nerf to asol i also don't think asol is relevant yeah. in balance discussions so like fuck asol also <laughs> wasn't playing cosmic calls so <laughs> i mean but i guess like ll off of, yeah yeah um, it's... and it's like I don't know. My other frustration is like, obviously, the dream with Cosmic Call is like, you play Cosmic Call, you play Living Legends, you get a huge hand of cheap Celestials, and you get to play a lot of them. And it's like, is Living Legends only refilling five mana really killing that dream? I don't think so. You still get to play a bunch of free, cheap, well, not free, but like cheap Celestials. So, like, can we just like cut down on the real bullshit part where like my opponent with seven mana is like, Celestial, Celestial, LL, go back up to seven mana, Celestial, 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 and you're like, fuck this. Yeah. Uh, it's like the dumb thing when opponents are also finding another a lot of its tower shaping. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. It's, it's very bizarre to me because it's like very clear to me that the issue was specifically Cosmic Call and Living Legends, and we were like, "Well, fuck Cosmic Call." It's like I mean, the rest of this card was fine. You could have left the rest of it. Like, I guess like Cosmic I Call could... into like Great Beyond is a little bit annoying, but like I don't know, flashbacks to like 2021 where people were just playing Great Beyond and that was their win con. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I so like I have more complaints, but let's look at all the nerfs first, <laughs> and then I can have a bigger complaint. Sure. Janna, uh, from having to see six reduced cards to eight, which is probably very reasonable. Yeah. You were sometimes flipping Jan on five, almost always yeah. flipping around six. Now that number is seven or eight, and like that's probably very reasonable. Yeah, Janna's good. I really like that change. I, it still doesn't change the main power of her, but like, yeah, the level up on turn five was the fuck. It was so stupid, right? Like, yeah. it happened sometimes, and like, it, happened, it happened an unreasonable amount of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like as few ma- marinas, and it was a thing. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I think about it's it. super reasonable. And then CS, CS got nerfed back to nine mana. Um, so I the the history of CS is very very funny. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it is hilarious it was, to me how it how released bad it. Is it? What eight mana plus four plus four give everything scout? Yeah, and then they mana. pushed it to nine mana, and then they said, "Okay, well, we'll we'll make it eight mana again, but let's take out the scout." And they said, "Okay, fuck that shit. It's just nine. It's nine mana." <laughs> and I still think it's still good in my opinion. Like it looks like Galio or something like that. I think this card is completely playable. Of course, I think sack like scouts might be a little bit worse, but well, so I, I think, think Galio doesn't fine. have another doesn't have another choice. They they, they played yeah. what like one of this card. They'll they'll still play one of this card. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I I think that this is like a nerf that hits Janna, and like Janna's cheating it. Yeah. So Janna Janna Teemo like wasn't a great deck. It was like fine. Um, and like with the other nerfs, we're probably just not playing that deck anymore. Uh, the big thing is this hits Scouts. Uh, Scouts is fucked. Scouts was sort of like yeah. hitting way above its like weight class by you know having CS. Um, it's the only way that it was beating a lot of these like mid-range matchups that it historically hasn't beaten. Scouts has not seen any play since Aatrox came out, except for this patch. Yeah. Um, and it, it peaked its head up for a second and it got fucking shot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I definitely understand the complaint that you're having with like Scouts and also like Donut on Twitter had this take of like, if you kill CS, you just kill Demacia. I understand that complaint, but like, I don't know, it feels like the Nami situation where, like, what they did to Nami was the right choice. Just, like, fucking take her out back, shoot her, and figure out how to fix her later. And it's like, this card is rancid? We probably don't want to have it around? Just fix the problem? And, like, 
figure out how to solve Demacia with the time that you have. Don't leave this shit To be fair, 100%, I hate CS. I hate CS. And I think that's one of, like, the worst cards to have been released in this game ever. I think that the damage it's done to Demacia has been unrivaled in terms of, like, the direction that's pushed the game and the direction that's pushed that region. Um, And I think that's not a good card to, like, have to balance around. So I'm definitely down to gut this card. My concern is that there isn't a whole lot else going on there. Um, And my other concern is that, like, the direction that new cards in Demacia have been going isn't, like, one that... you know. I I think it's just an overall design issue. Um, I I do think we'll uh, generally uh, agree on problems as standard. Yeah. Standard is Um, a little simple. Big... So, like, real quick, you know, those are the four nerfs we got. So it's three nerfs to Janadex, uh, and then an unprinting of Cosmic Call. Yeah. Uh, Skysplitter, Broliord, seem like they're going to be pretty good. They lost we have, a, we have a last chance qualifier on this patch, and I'm looking, and there's, what is that, no no, no nerfs to Broliord? Uh, and Broliord was kind of the best region, and mid-range seems really fucking good, and, oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Uh, unironically, if I was like exploring this patch immediately, I would just look at 9x boardier lineups. Um, I think this card is fucked up enough to maybe justify that. And, well, in standard, to be clear. Um, that's what allows you. That's the thing, Gabe, but funny thing, yeah, that this cat allows you because, yeah, the situations are in the same region that this cat is. Like, yeah. yeah. My I, main, like, I, my main concern is that, like, I think this card is really fucked up. Um, and I also think it's fucked up in the thing that you have to be doing in standard, which is just slug it out for the board. Um, and like, I'm not entirely sure how you beat this um, without just like going down that same path. If I'm just slugging it out on board, what am I doing? Like, yeah, like I don't know. Like, I'm just like I'm just like you just leaked my tactic for my last chance qualifier. Thank you, there's <laughs> it. I'm not getting two worlds, thanks too. But I just don't know how. Yeah, I do agree with it. I don't know how any standard deck beats this. Like, Chana just fucking dies to this. I, I, I don't know. Like, Here's I... an issue that I have, is I feel like sometimes we'll have one Spellslinger deck at a time pop up and, like, be good. You know, it's Janna this time. Sometimes it's Seraphine. Sometimes it's Karma. One deck pops up, ooh, and it gets fucking shot. Mid-range, though, the entire rest of the meta, we always have, like, 10 mid-range decks. And they're always just, like, these fucking unit slam decks. And these unit slam decks, like, consistently are just, like, the best thing to be doing. And even when they're not the literal best, you know, we have that one Spellslinger deck. It's just all this fucking mid-range shit. And we're just stuck falling back down to the mid-range shit because we keep nerfing anything that can beat it. Um, I don't know. I'm very frustrated, to be honest with you. So I kind of would push back on that because, like, I actually think these nerfs were pretty deserved. The stuff that they nerfed, mm. I think, deserve nerfs. I think they're reasonable. I think they're reasonable. I just fucking hate standard. Okay, cool, great. Uh, I definitely can get behind the thing of, like, these nerfs were good, but, like, where, where the fuck are the unit nerfs? <laughs> um, I, I just feel like my side's getting shot every single patch, and I'm staring down Jaxorn again yeah. <laughs> for fucking seven months straight. I'm so done staring down Jaxorn. You hit Heimer Jace! You took Heimer Jace and you're making me play into Jax Orn? Dude, come on. I am I am done with this take. Because like Jax Orn needs to just shuffle on, do something else. Um I don't know. I like Glacial Saurian specifically. I think that card encourages play like games that I'm enjoying. But like 
so much of the meta is just like curve out units, play my like broken combat tricks, and just like slug units into each other. And it's like I don't think I would hate Jack's Horn as much if it didn't feel like the whole meta was the same. Of just like throwing a bunch of mid-range units. I want more ways to play the game and more ways to engage with the game. Aggro does not exist. Yeah. And if a combo or control deck comes up, it gets shot fast. So it's like I, we keep falling back into this meta of just a bunch of mid-range shit. And like maybe we won't fall back into that. We have every single time, but maybe we won't fall back into that. You know, it's just like now I don't have Samira to save me. Janna's eating nerfs. Um, like the Janna mid-range matchups were like pretty fucking close. Um, Janna did bullshit, and Janna deserved a nerf, and I'm fine with nerfing Janna. It just feels like there's a lot of limited ways to play the game, especially in standard. And like, fuck me if the mid range stuff doesn't get hit ever. It's just, we're, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's just crazy. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. Like, I can definitely agree with the like complaint about mid range, uh, particularly in standard. Where like, I feel like we've had one good standard meta since we had standard. And it was like broken Samira, uh, like full blown literal broken first Samira. one, full broken Samira, full broken Karma, <laughs> and we we're playing like Seraphine and shit. Right? It was a fun meta. Yeah. And then since then, like, and I don't know, maybe if you go back then, like mid range wasn't great, but like I felt like all you really needed to do was like add a little bit of mid range to that meta, and the meta would have been like great for everybody. Even involved. then, weren't we still playing? like a ton of mid-range stuff wasn't like leona really fucking good wasn't samira enabling like varus so like, i do think leona was like this kind of dubious area between aggro and mid-range at that point fair. like it was playing like triple ravelin and triple leona so it's like hard to call a deck with like six very big five drops like aggro but it was also like playing a bunch of rear guards and shit and it's like i don't know it was aggro right that's what i was thinking like I said, like, this is not only issue about, like, the spell singers. Like, I can also mention, like, Agro doesn't also exist. It's yeah. just mid -range. <laughs> Like, that's the thing. There's, like, well, only mid-range spells are satisfied currently. And no it's not even interesting no mid-range. No Agro. Like, yeah, I mean, my comment the, the about... Interesting, the interesting... I'm sorry. The interesting mid-range is getting pushed out by the existence of Sky Splitter. Like, I can't even play Aatrox Vein. Yeah. That's an interesting mid-range deck, and I can't fucking play it. It does remind me a lot of a frustration. I don't remember what exactly caused this frustration, but I had this complaint of, like, anything interesting gets nerfed, like, stupid fast. And then we get left with, like, I remember specifically complaining about Rumble Vein, where, like, what happened to Vein really frustrated me. Because it was, like, Vein Jacks, Interesting deck? Maybe not the most interesting, but it was reasonably interesting. Aatrox, uh, uh, Vein, Excellent. Very interesting deck. I love that deck. Vein Zed, very interesting deck. Um, and they were like, absolutely none of that's allowed to exist. You're allowed to play Kane Vein, which, or sorry, Kane Aatrox, which was like dull as a sack of shit, and like Rumble Vein, which was the most miserable deck I've seen in a long time. And it was like, why did, like, Kane Aatrox was fucked up, Vein Rumble was fucked up. Why does the interesting stuff get nerfed stupid fast and the boring stuff is just like, yeah, that's fine. You can have that for nine months. Like, <laughs> we're going to have yeah. fucked up decks around. Can we at least have them be interesting? So, Like, I, I am willing to forgive so much shit if the deck is fun or if it makes fun games. 
I'm willing to forgive like egregious shit that a deck does if it's fun. And like, I will take like, you know, these like really boring decks. And if they're really strong, I'm going to hate them 10 times more because like, if it doesn't create fun games for me, you know, personally, then like, I'm not going to have a good time. And I'm just going to be like, dude, fuck. I'm so fucking done with Jack's horn. (laughs) But the issue is it's not a Jack's horn issue because like, if I had fucking four months of formidables, I'd be complaining about formidables too. Right? Like it's the same fucking deck. It's the same shit. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like point to stuff at like what happened to Samira as like my real complaint. Cause Samira up until like the actual final nerf was definitely playable, but like every nerf that happened to Samira, we cut out like some of the texture to her design where it was like, first off, it's like, you want to play Samira with Pantheon? Well, she can't give Challenger anything else. So you're not doing that. Um, You want to play Samira in like non-aggression decks? Well, like, uh, we're going to cut out, like, all-outs and stuff and prevent you from being able to protect stuff with Samira. So you're going to be attacking with Samira and trying to get damage through, and that's all you're going to do with her. Um, and it just, like, kept on happening where we kept on cutting out stuff that was going on until we were left with, like, aggro and essentially all-in Samira decks, where you have, like, Samira Varus that was, like, busted in fucking half that had Samira and just, like, a nothing of a deck without her. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's, like, I mean, she was more balanced at the end of this process than at the start of this process, but, like, I really... not a fan. (laughs) I think that Samir's, like, a hard puzzle to, like, fix from any sort of balance perspective. You know, she kind of came in with a lot of broken shit. Yeah. But, like, Samir was still fun, and, like, even when Samir was broken, and, you know, I'm like, grrr, Samira, I'm still enjoying a lot of the decks that she's in, and, like, she had enough flexibility that I'm happy with her. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, I, I had to I had to get my <laughs> complaints through. You know, fuck standard, blah, blah, blah. Buffs, though. Swain getting a little bit back. Proud at of so, our boy. At some point, this will go to 12, right? Why isn't it? Tw- I don't know. Like, where is it? For, I... You got the new dragon. The dragon does four damage. That's that's basically flipping it. It's so bad. Like, Swain is still unplayable. Whatever. Go if you play Volibear spell, it flips him instantly. That's cool. It doesn't. It's Volibear's plus 12. Well, with four units on board. What do you mean? <laughs> we'll find, we'll find something. Why is it so bad? Why is it need 12, man? Oh, Dame the Despoiler? Uh, this card was fucking unplayable. So, I mean, there's overwhelm now. That's cool. But it should that this card needs Summer, and Summer is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Samira. <clears throat> Whatever. Damn. <laughs> Dedican. Uh did you see the uh the tweet from Red by the way where no. uh Vietnam pushed out all the patch notes an hour early oh, so yeah. when you Google Translate uh it it has overwhelm uh Google translated from Vietnamese is uh overpowered. So <laughs> what the change was for Dave the Despoiler was not uh, old is no not overpowered, new is overpowered. And I was like, "Oh shit. Okay, that's a good fucking change." <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> I haven't mm-hmm. seen that. I even didn't know that they leaked it to win us. So. Yeah, it was Wait, leaked an hour early. It has overwhelm? Wait, what? It doesn't have overwhelm now? No. We're talking it's, about Dame. Pro- yeah, Dame. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean on Dame. Oh, yeah. But they, yeah. they, they, can't, they can't this. It's getting one health. Woohoo! Yeah. So you, have, you have big meatball that does nothing. That kills your hand. Um, Whatever. I think this, this card does feel like... I don't know. This card feels like it should be okay. 
Is it? Do you think so? Actually, that I don't like. I get it if you're it like feels like it. Deck. You have like soup steams in deck. I get you that you can like draw into them and stuff, but oh no, <laughs> incredible! <laughs> this is a good fucking tweet. It was a good tweet. <laughs> um, no, Dedicant like reads is a card that like should be fine. Um, it gets really big. You know, you play it in like Bilgewater, you know, like your coral creatures gave you a one mana spell that you don't really want. So you get don't mind getting rid of the cards anyway. Uh, but like in practice, yeah, this card just like doesn't hit. Where do you play it, right? That's the issue, I think. Like, I think the biggest issue, I, I had like discussion about it, but like, you know, Nila really needs Janna. Janna really kind of needs, like, Janna doesn't need Nila, but you know, it, it also works pretty well with the thingy. And I said, like, Nila just needs the Janna package, and this is probably a Nila package. And let's be honest, like, if you want to play on third floor, you want to play Jenna, not this, right? So, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I've played with this card a little bit. It's not that bad, but um, I like throwing it a stat point. I think it probably needs at least one more stat point to do anything, but I think it's fine. You can use it as, like, refill. You can use it as a huge unit against Demacia. It's fine. My shit's the no keyword. I don't know if it, the stats even matter. I think, like, having at least, like, I don't know, Bash, Fear Sam, something like that, at least. Like, I get it that it doesn't have Overwhelm, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely throw Brash on it, but um, I do think you'd be a little bit concerning where people start getting, um, uh, Scrap Brash Traction, whatever that much, one was. I mean, yeah, Scrap Traction. Like, slam this thing down as, like, an 8 7 fearsome. Well, now an 8 8 fearsome, and you just attack people a bunch with it. Um, yeah. We made a card Titanic. Fog? I, th I don't think this card is that bad, by the way. Like, um, like, like I don't know. It's it's a thing that like if you if you draw a dragon from this, like it's actually kind of crazy card. But is it good enough? Probably not. But it's it's better. So can I remind you of the other eight mana dragon that? Uh, okay, we uh, don't talk about it. That's not fair. You know, that's not fair to anything else. Like if you compare anything any card that we're gonna talk about today, it's not fair. You know, but. I get okay. you. So the biggest issue with this card is that it's not Annika, right? Yeah. Yeah. It does. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay good point. Annika is a good good argument. Man, what is Annika Ferret, man? What is this? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's in the... Sorry. Um, uh, Trindamir. Oh, Froyard buff? Let's go. Trindamir. Okay, my question, is this a buff or not? Like, is yeah, Trindamir... Uh, I don't think that's... I don't think that's the question. I think the question is, does Trindamir exist in the game Legends of Runeterra? Because I think the answer is no. I don't believe Is he a standard, by the way? Yeah, he is. I actually have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Trindamir should standard? Yeah. But I, okay, my question... Why isn't Butterfree now plus eight plus six? You know, if you think about it, shouldn't Butterfree get buff? You know, like. Wait, why don't we play this card, Trindamir? Why would we play this card? Because we can't kill it. How do you kill this card in standard? This card costs eight mana. Here's the problem with every eight. ramp card. You cheated out. What do you mean? Okay, just so play the new eight mana cost. You know, the new. Okay, the, ignore the new card. The new card's broken. I agree. <laughs> why? Why am I cheating Trindamir? I could cheat. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, Bratma Ferret. Oh, Pigus Pigus? We uh, could play Biggest Pigus. Yeah. God, Shihu is still in the game. Can you yeah. believe that? That's yeah. fucking crazy. There's like a bunch of ramp payoffs that have the exact same problem. They're not worth cheating um, because like they don't win the game if you cheat them. Or like Trinomir, you like put them in a plan and people are like, okay, I'll take some damage. He, he kind of wins board, right? In like a mid-range mirror? Yeah, I mean, he's not bad, but like if you cheat him out, did you win the game? No. 
you put effort into getting this guy into play on turn six, and he didn't win you the game. He, like, got you an advantage, but he didn't win you the game. Um, and I'm not paying eight mana for him on turn eight. So yeah, what am, I, what am I supposed to do with this card? I'm not going to cheat him, and I'm not going to play him naturally. The solution yeah, is I don't play. Donut. You FTR yeah, him. That's a good oh, point from Donut from chat. Is that, like, I get you that, like, Tindam is unkillable, but, you know, you have Skyspitter, so is it actually anything killable from your deck? You know, I don't think so, so whatever. There just aren't killable cards in Freljord. Yeah. Wrath, War Mother's Call. Okay, so, like, War Mother's Call at 11 mana? Maybe. It's like a reasonable card, right? Yeah. You're playing like, this on like every, turn seven? Every Maybe. turn you just turn eight? What you mean turn seven? Oh, I guess if it's well, so we're ramping, right? We're like <laughs> we do, we look at fairly cards, they don't cost what they actually cost. Um I don't it's think volume, it's giving uh, I, I don't think it's a bad one. I don't think eleven is low enough. I think this has to go to like ten. Um but... I think ten's broken. Ten is broken. Like I, I would I would go on the record that ten mana war mothers would be broken as shit. Hmm. I think eleven's close. Yeah, I'm willing to explore eleven, but I feel like we probably need to go lower for this card. I I literally think you play this on turn seven, and don't you just like win every mid range matchup? Yeah. How do they play? I mean, so if I'm like ramping to this, is this actually the best card to be ramping to? I mean, like I'll set aside ignore the the broken atrop. The guy goes broken. That guy's. (laughs) But like, is War Mother's Call actually better than Volador? Yeah, I think so. And well, like, Mother's Call gives you Volibear. Yeah, units work with sigils. They're a lot easier to ramp. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I, I, I War Mothers is okay, but unironically, War Mothers might be better than Volibear. Volibear's so. cool and has this play effect, but like War Mothers is like giving you power every single turn. Yeah, Volibear dies to Howlingale. <laughs> Volibear also doesn't just, like, eat shit to Ionia. <laughs> Are we pretending Ionia is in the fucking game, or what? Wait, 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 wait. Ionia? Okay. Uh, did Sarah Set get nerfed? No, right? I didn't, yeah. I said, man, no, Mom but I, Sarah Set wasn't... Here. It wasn't beating these here. mid-range decks? You think I'm beating the, the fucking 8-mana 24-24? How am I beating that? <laughs> That's a good way how to say it. Eight mana to twenty-four, twenty-four. That's a good. Yeah, you point. can. You can. What uh, the so fuck is that card? You can aftershock one, and then they count down the other one before you can play your other fast speed. Before you can play your other landmark okay, destruction. Does the eight drop get hotfix or not? Like that's actually like I think <laughs> that we can make a battle or something. Like that, man, I, I think that card is hotfix Like I, I don't know. Like if I had know what so they did. Like, the issue uh, is it's I not going to get hotfix. It's not going to get. Eternal can The issue it. is we're going to Eternal. Yeah. So, like, oh. people aren't... Riot's not going to be paying attention to the fact that it's going to be breaking standard. Everyone's testing for the last chance qualifier, but, like, we aren't going to see proof that the card is fucking broken, you know, until, like, the last chance qualifier. It's not going to get changed before... I mean, it'll get changed before Worlds, maybe, but, like, I... <laughs> Do this before last year's quite had the hot fix, you know? <laughs> oh, please. Based, based. <laughs> and my lineup gone, holy. Yeah, it's actually so funny. Like, Ladros obviously isn't a real change. Necrotic Arachnoid, I think, is like... Watch your Nexus now, Ladros. Do you see that? They have 20 HP, and you play Ladros, and you are tilted to him. Yeah, wow. so Ladros isn't a real change. But, um... um... I, I do think that, so... We obviously couldn't have Ledros have 10 power like the entire history of LOR because like Ledros was actually a good card at some points in time. Uh, this change yeah. should have happened a long time ago because like this is the dream, isn't it? You play Ledros, you have their HP, and you hit them with Ledros. Like 
That's the dream. But the, the dream is, is to just be as uninteractive as possible. Yeah. Just... yeah. <laughs> this is a bigger buff for Eternal than for Standard, I think, by the way. I don't think this matters oh, at yeah. all in Standard, but Eternal, I think this matters because you are now... Because the atrocity. Yeah. You can also um, but... send Oledros. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, you're ramping, you know, you play Ladrus on seven, and then, like, he dies, and you stare at him for two turns, and you just die. Because <laughs> you can't. Yeah, I mean, standard, I doubt Ledros will do anything for. Okay. I also I have doubt. I cut the argument to your argument, uh, Jason. Sure, you can play Ledros, I get you, but what about the new A drop? You know what uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that A drop. Um, but no, Necrotic Arachnoid. I think this card's actually good. Um,. This card is not... Especially if it comes out even a little bit early. The the issue is, okay, like uh, we're gonna look at this card and then we're gonna we're gonna look at the, the guy who summons two thralls and we're gonna be like, oh well, I guess this card's a little worse than that. But like when you sigil into this card, like this card's not bad. Um yeah, if I had to play a different here? region, so like if this card wasn't in Freljord and I had to like play Sharina to get this card. <laughs> Oh, then I I'd hate be this card so much, dude. Then I'd be sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna do one sigil for dear of black and ice deck, but like, what about my other decks? Because like, I can't sigil him three times. No, I can sigil this guy three decks. Yeah, it's it is funny. Nice but... cats, one and one splash. You know, just like I don't this know, is also like. I, I think people like don't quite realize just how many card words on this card matter because like this is summon. You could like sigil into a Naka, swing with a Naka, get boardier, and he comes with thralls. Uh, yeah, I I think I'm gonna play thirty nine sim cards and then one splash <laughs> three times. Yeah, there's enough good Freljord cards, bro. You remember back in the day of Camp Freljord have one good card, just a solitary good card. This is what happens when you let Freljord have one good card. Now they have fifty good cards. It's just someone should make a give meme. a mouse a cookie. Someone should make a meme that is. Give a mouse a cookie, except it's like Ikado and Ruben, and give Freljord one good card. <laughs> give Freljord one good card. <laughs> I'd be an excellent meme. Oh, fuck me, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that the Chronic Arachnoid would be a cool card if it didn't get completely overshadowed by... <laughs> Yeah, I think this guy. Yeah, I don't think this guy was like bad, but yeah, when yeah. it just go. I think it's actually yeah. good. I I think it. I, I've been seeing like the um the the the, the Volibear deck, right? And mm -hmm. the Cup um, deck, right? Oh, you mean yeah? I mean, Vris no, not doing well with that deck. Yeah, the Vris. Yeah. Um, but like oh, yeah. you sigil into this card. This card's pretty good in a mid range. Like this mm -hmm. card's not bad. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not eight eights. Card, you know, like, yeah, it's not eight eights. That's the issue. Uh, Spirit Leech to a 4 2. Sure. Um, this matters in Eternal. Yeah, it definitely it's is a. Nasus again. Kindred Nasus. That's like for the buff, by the way, for that deck, I think. Um, oh. it's a cool change. Yeah. Ether Fiend. Um, crumbles on play now. This could be okay. This could be good. If, like, I don't know. It probably would be too good. Um, if it wasn't a skill and it just went off. But I feel like this card just has the problem of, like, it's not really very good because your opponent just kills the unit. And... Well, you play it on, like, Undying or something, right? Um, yeah, I mean, Undying has... I don't know, Undying's a little dubious to me always, but... I think Undying's, like, actually not that bad. Like, 4-mana Crumble's, like, a very playable card with it. Um, People are playing, like, the Tarosh whatever with it as well. 
I could definitely see like some sort of kindred deck being good. Um, I mean, it's eternal, so like you know, I don't know how much mid range is thriving in that. Uh, and kindred exists as you know, like anti mid range, but I think there's, I think there's potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Seal and steel. I was confused. I assume that the weapon is two mana now. Yeah. Is that right? Based on based on what they're talking about, like there might be a certain Demacian who takes particular interest in this new, easier to catch shape. So like it, the weapon it's, has to it's be two mana. mana. It's on lower part. It was on lower part and lower okay. part. at two mana. So yeah, it's two mana. The weapon has two mana now. Yeah, I think Ether Fiend is in standard. By the way, I'm answering chat, but Kindred is in eternal. Yeah. Um, Ether Fiend right, is in yeah. standard. I'm pretty sure. But... Uh, so you don't have like this life package in standout. So that's the issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like standard has like some silly stuff that like it can play. Like there are some undying decks in standard, but like mainly eternal. <laughs> Yeah, Seal and Steel, like, I always felt like this card was supposed to be used in, like, a Pantheon-style deck, where, like, your big-ass unit is dying, and you're like, oh, well, I'll get a big-ass equipment. The fact that it doesn't, like, take the keywords, um, I feel like always made this card kind of hopeless, and, like, if you let it take keywords, it would be hilariously fucked up. So, yeah. don't really know uh, I do think that this card. I've hit this card a fair bit in, like, Seraphine. And then, like, every time I cast it, I look at a three-mana weapon, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why does this cost three-mana? Yeah. So I think that this is a good change. It's um, a good change. Buff. Yeah, it's, it's buff for Seraphine, you know? Here for your Seraphine buff, Aikido, you know? Like... Yeah, I guess so. This is this is my Seraphine buff. This whole... <laughs> Here's what I do. I, I play Scrap Trap, and then I seal and steal it, and then I could just, you know, put my 6-6 six, six weapon on everything. That's how I beat the mid-range matchups. Mm -hmm. That's... <laughs> Until they play the eight drop up. Yeah. No, because my Seraphine could block the eight drop with plus six plus six, right? They have, two, I, they have two eight drops. So, you know. Yeah, I don't have three Seraphines. No, that's that's a fair. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the problem is like, I can't really justify putting a bunch of effort into getting a good corrupted form. So this has to be used as like a random reactive tool in my deck, and a big stat weapon just isn't that good. Um, like Bone Club decks can build around like. I will have access to Bone Club. But I can't really build around having access to a good corrupted form, so I'm playing this as, like, the weirdest glimpse of all time, and, like, okay, my Lunari Cultist is, is, like, huge, but, like... I think the other issue with Obliterating, by the way, is you can't play this on the, the two Sacrificial drop. Scholar, yeah. It's got, like, a bunch of just, like, slightly awkward things where, like, all of your natural overwhelm units in Pantheon are like Pantheon and like he doesn't need help being big. So I don't know. Camp for you can you can we'll figure something out. Surely. I think it's a cool card either way. So I'm excited to see it get a buff. I do like the buff, um, but I feel like it's not gonna it's do not a bad, lot. Uh, <laughs> it's still bad. Uh Eternal, Star Pick from Star Tip from one cost to two cost. Big Good nerf. Change. Good change. Yeah, big nerf. Yeah. Uh, the guy was fucked at one mana, two mana, probably unplayable again, but it was so good at one mana. Like, it was crazy. Like, if you get like Serpent with Equinox, like this guy, it was crazy. So, happy yeah, to see this. I kind of question if this is like entirely necessary when like the decks that were seeing this card like got bodied with the Cosmic Call so, hit. I think but... specifically like Aphelios Victor would still be playing this deck. Yeah. Like, I think it's a fine change. I just wonder if it was entirely necessary given the cosmic. I guess, like every Targon deck would just play this card if it was still at one mana, right? Like this card yeah, is just fucking crazy. I don't know. I, I think it's fair. I don't know if it's necessary, but I think it's fair. Yeah. Uh tree from four cost to three cost. Let's go. Um 
I don't care. Yeah, treat him right. Like, three mana. Okay, I'm gonna sell this thingy. Three mana. It's pretty cool. Like, it's giving you so much value, right? As well, then eventually becoming Wincon. And now you can also do funny thing. Like, you can play Vandertree into Evelyn on turn four. Is it good? I, no, but maybe. I think I that know. the card is infinitely better at three mana than four, right? Yes. There's a massive difference between a three mana card and a four mana card. Um, that like... said, uh, I don't want Tree to ever, 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 ever be playable. So I'm very upset with this change. Why not? Because yeah, Tree's mean, the most cringe shit that this deck is, or that this game has ever seen. I will Just say, Expos, bro. as soon as Tree has to like, um see the cards um i'm a lot more okay with it but yeah it's not a balancing i just hate it yeah uh, i do think <laughs> i do think this card has hope um explorers are dual regions um so Ooh. i saw somebody mayor into an explorer yeah. the other day and i wanted to jump dude <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Yeah, I, I also fun. am going to take this opportunity to bring up the incredibly bizarre decision where um, in Fate's Voyage, non-collectible spells that cost two mana, these have regents. Wait, <laughs> so they activate like Buster Shot, right? Yeah, so improvised weaponry was all Rune Terran regent. So like, I mean, I guess they have to These have don't a affect region. tree, right? This, this doesn't affect do tree. This is but like it is Buster like specifically shot, like yeah. Buster Shot and Yordle in Arms. Yeah, it, it's just for some very, reason these have regions. It's very strange to me that improvised weaponry are Runeterra and these are region. That is weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just I, a bit I weird. It's fine. Doesn't no. really matter, but. No, Bandit is going to be... I, I think it might be something, but I most likely not. But it's like 3 mana created in a little value. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Katarina um, Revert. I think it's a great cool. change. She deserved it after they changed Foyer. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah cool. Like, when Kata maybe back, I can see Kata with Ravenbloom on Birdman, maybe. I don't know. Katarina is just a really good card. Like, free uh, daggers is, like, really strong. Hey, guys. Um, Are you excited to play Thralls? This is the I giraffe, think, right? This, yeah. This is how do you yeah. feel about thralls in this upcoming meta? Like, I just yeah, don't feel like we've got playable like thralls generators. So, like this buff to preservationist, I'm not so sure about. Uh, to be fair, down... this hits a totally different deck. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. This hits an entirely different deck. But, but, but the different deck, I think, it's not bad because like if you if you you know you have Lysander into this into Talia, like the curve is pretty good, and thralls is also an indirective bullshit, dude. Oh. It's okay, just we have explorers now, Copium. Explorers, right? Like, I do know, think natural thralls, like, I think you could revert an unreasonable amount of full-blown thralls, and it would still be bad because of explorers. Uh, the A-drop, like, doesn't that. give a shit, but... This is the classic cope. This is the classic, surely landmark removal actually beat thralls, but it never beat thralls at any point. Like, good thralls players went so wide with their landmarks, I just don't think that was real, ever. They did lose... Maybe it's because I did nothing but test against Cameron. Maybe that's a... I mean, they did lose uh, Blighted Ravine, so Preliord has zero good cards. Um... So true, Vesti. Desert's what... Grass. Has... Wait, what, what about grass? Infinite? Wait, what about Infinite? Ooh. What about a preservation? You that's can cook that one, you know? You cook Ooh. it. I don't even know what this card is. So... so the issue is if Infinite comes back, I'm going to have to start bitching about Sleepy Dupes again. Because that card is still fucking insane. It's Eternal. It doesn't have Eternal. It's an Eternal? 
Of course, we have. Oh, now I thought I changed this online. And this yeah. is the thing game. I have I seen think... this card literally once, and it was from Ruben on Ladder. I hear I you. Do not remember three mana. It's pretty three mana. I think this card's like really good. Yeah, it's like two blockers, right? And then you have like forever. I don't know as a Lucian, as an ally or something like that. I was playing this as a meme in the past with Jin uh, with the seven mana spell, the six mana spell. How do? How much does the Desert Wrath seven mana? Seven or not mana? Desert Wrath? Fucking Emperor Emperor's Divide. Did they, they buff it to six? Maybe I, I'm not sure. I think it's still uh, seven. It's definitely a heck of a lot better at three mana. Um, yeah, yeah, like also like that. You don't have to spend unit mana on a spell mana, right? That's also yeah. a big difference. I mean, you uh, could just like double cast this on turn three, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think this card is just like playable. Um, yeah. even look at like the stupid Azir Zolani deck. Like it becomes a lot better when you can like actually play this card. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Doesn't sound terrible actually. Uh, Spirit Portal. This is the one. I think this card's broken at three mana. Is it not? Do I do play? Like, I guess some bundles it in like thingy. I, I, it's like it's very similar to the insp the Mogwai card, right? The inspiring. Yeah. There's two things here. One is it's plus one plus one, so it gives health, and two it says grant. This feels like this card should be broken at three mana. Ah, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I felt like the go wide like Vandal City decks, which were like probably Lulu Chompers. Um. I don't know. I feel like those decks always made really good use of like one big thing from like Biggle Dust or Yordles in Arms. And so it's hard to see this like like the discard. And you do have Chompers, that helps. Um Chompers and it says Grant on it. Um, which yeah. I think is like hyper relevant. And also um, it's it's conchable. It's also in conchable. That's cool. Put it two mana so it goes in Seraphine. <laughs> but no it's i don't know i i think that this card like i think that always red is like a powerful card that just like at four mana was a bit too expensive three yeah. feels like it should be good it can be see but of course if, it, if it's gonna have home that's the question right yeah I guess. It, it just has so much competition with these like one turn buffs that we've seen be good in that deck like i understand grant is better than give but like the buff is also larger with yordles and arms it or... also costs less than sneezy nowadays right so like yeah. Yeah, maybe. Place on like turn four. Like you can curve into this on turn four a lot easier, right? Hmm? Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Um, endure cost six. Uh, cool. Unfortunately, like Nasus exists, so don't really see you there. You can toss it in the same turn, Pog. Uh, you can do that with yeah. Nasus. <laughs> two thousand one meta Pogies. Yeah, this is this card was like six months in two thousand one, and that's like. As soon as Nasus existed, this revert yeah, could have yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Frenzied Skitter. Um, okay, Monk hear me out. out. Like, man. why the fuck did this get buffed? Like, we have seen a lot of good, decks, yeah. you know? Like the the misrate deck is like literally solid, and like this with Soul Cleave is like there just aren't blockers. I why the fuck did Frenzied Skitter get buffed? It's Am I crazy? Like, like, Am I smoking? Yeah, I'm scared of that. Like, Aggro's good in Eternal. Yeah. Why the fuck did spiders get buffed? I mean, I don't think it's so concerning that I'm, like, flipping my shit, but I definitely think Frenzy's Skitter buff is, like, a lot more dangerous than it seems. Um, also, they buffed the Harrowing Curtain. Yeah, they also buffed the Harrowing Curtain. The, yeah. the, the thing, Harrowing the Nocturne. 
the one that revives your strongest guy yeah. and does minus one to your opponent's entire board. Well, it grants them fearsome, which like presumably this deck everything pretty much has fearsome. I mean, I missed all or exactly. Just, yeah, but I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a crazy card to buff. Um, Tornado Warrior, one cost. Okay. I mean, this is a one mana two one. That's like it's like drop blood. Yeah, that's pretty close to playable by itself. <laughs> so he can live the bouncy house dream, bro. Damn, I'm feeling like a one cost too. I I also bouncy castle. Holy shit! I think it might be like I don't have to drop it if you play like a high cannon with Bandle City, but I don't know. I guess no. I don't know. It's a card. No. Um, concurrent. Next? Is this a playable card? No, no. They great. They could have <laughs> yeah. ten out of ten patch. I'm gonna say, and the the word "could" is very relevant here. They could have put this to one mana with this chain. I'm glad they didn't. Rest in piss timelines. We have right, to we're cut again. My oh my. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, Baya was saying the craziest shit about how he loves timelines and he wished that they would have made it zero mana. Um, I don't know. I it was a crazy take. That. I don't agree with that one, Baya, but you know, I, I never appreciate said that. I never said that. I said that it might be good if you have like combat cook and like, I don't know, a few units, but yeah, it's, it's much worse and I don't think we're going to see timelines anymore. I think at one mana, people would try to play it and like maybe Riot was concerned that they would have to hotfix this shit again, which I think is yeah. valid. I think it's very valid. I mean, I, so, I will say, I'm pretty interested in exploring a timelines that looks like this. The nerf that I always wanted for timelines was remaining one mana, and it affects, like, your next three turns or something. So, like, if you want to get these stupid early game starts, you don't also get a late game. That's stupid. Um, and I really like seeing this kind of, like, balancing choice, um, because it, like, does also solve this problem of, like, it's less frustrating for the person playing timelines where double drawing timelines is worthless and stuff. Um, I'm also very happy to not have to deal with timelines in this upcoming season. Uh, also, why it is not now, by the way, and it's adjustment, it's because you can play like multiple units and transform them, right, in the same turn. So yeah. that's something that you can maybe do now. And yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I'll go ahead. Well, I was going to go to the next card. Okay. I think timeline, like, I really like to see this kind of balancing stuff. It's stuff like Nami. I mean, Nami's rotting right now, but, like, Nami could be gotten into a good place, um, and previous Nami probably was never getting into a good place, so. This yeah. timeline's just balanced. I think this is reasonable. Uh, Snapvine. Costs one less and has Fearsome, but only triggers on play instead of Summon. I think basically every abusive Snapvine thing you were doing was with Summon. Um and stuff. the thing that some to come with ephemerals. Um even playing like Wings in the Wave or House Spider or something, and they both turn into something. Um mm -hmm. only one of them will now. Uh I think it's like Bob because like the card was already so bad that like maybe this can only help it, but I think it's still whatever card. Yeah, I mean they pretty clearly say that this is like for dev reasons rather than like balance reasons. Um I do think this is like a nerf. Because the only reasonable uses of snap lines involved abusing the summon thing. So Yeah, but having a keyword like maybe makes it like a reasonable like maybe there's a reason that you would want to run this card now. Maybe. <laughs> Copium. Yeah, I don't know. 
skins okay. did you see do you see it we're stealing tft skins now apparently oh, yeah. we're yeah. just taking everyone's resources we are uh i don't know scrooge uh, duck tft so, had, had skin only for like two days or how long so man fuck it. i feel like and maybe i'm crazy because tft if you guys don't know in the new set has some of these skins um as like some of the units right and they revealed it a couple days ago uh i feel like this is still tft taking shit from lor Am I crazy? It's <laughs> they just revealed it first. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this strongly looks like LOR stuff. Yeah, I I think they just straight ripped our shit, but you know, it's all in development, and they revealed first, so it's theirs, I guess. Yeah, I, I like the Zix and and Lulu skins. I think they're like very oh, colorful, and that's good. something I like. But they're definitely interesting. Which um, I don't know. I I feel like LOR has a lot of skins that are novel and different and presumably someone likes them this isn't the stuff that i would particularly enjoy but i'm happy to see different stuff for people who enjoy it like no level up is kind of sad this time when we have like five skins but eh, it's fine like i guess we're gonna get i don't the lulu skin's kind of cool but you know i don't want to be racist but uh the green face just i don't i don't like that aesthetic at all i think it looks very off-putting i don't know you didn't like Shrek? I get you. I get you. I hate Shrek. So that yeah, that's that's two things. It's it's got to be, it's a pattern. This is an outrageous BM emote. Um, Lor truly yeah. is pay to win, uh, particularly with unlimited <laughs> emote slots. Like this thing's this thing's broken. I well, you don't have unlimited DF, uh, unlimited. Oh, I mean, okay. I think I think that must be the bad battle, but whatever. Which one? The violin? Yeah. Well, he's playing the world's smallest violin. I think it's pretty good. It depends on how it'll look in game, but I think the point good. is he's calling you a whiny bitch. That's 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 yeah. what the that's what the phrase is. You know, he's playing the world's smallest violin for you because you're I get whining. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got some like world stuff. They mentioned this. A cutoff on a ladder. It's yeah, they did. They did move up the ladder. Uh, we also have grudge matches, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's I... gonna be tie in the yearly points. Then there's gonna be God matches by might be ages esports on 29th of November. That's very interesting. And something also very interesting on this is that from January there's gonna be new gauntlet. So that means that we're gonna continue in the gauntlets probably next year. So yeah, something else. I feel like gauntlets. I mean, they're not terrible, but I feel like a lot of the formats kind of fell flat. There's this like, there's two types of formats that you like apply to gauntlet. Some of them are supposed to be competitive, and it's like. Fine. I think you can just do like standard formats, like standard or eternal. I think it would be nice to like see some eternal gauntlets during standard season, and I guess like standard gauntlets during eternal season. So like, if you're interested in playing eternal? We have some competitive eternal that happens occasionally. Um, but there's other stuff like singleton that I think is fine as kind of a stagnant competitive format. But there's these other formats that are supposed to be like tinkering and brewing with, like free build, and I think it did that for like two weeks and then um we just kept having pre-build and it like this format had lost the point um so i think the other issue with rebuild is <laughs> it seemed like there were a couple cards that came out that were like specifically like we're here to fuck free build meta mm -hmm. and I, they fucked free build meta but i'm not interested in playing free build to begin with so it's you know i mean i think I... if free build should come with a ban list if it comes back it should ban like five cards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the main problem is like 
the only real selling point of this format is that you go and you tinker and you try and come up with decks and it's interesting for a bit. As soon as it's been explored and as soon as you can like just go net deck a bunch of crap, like the format doesn't have a point because it's not a particularly good competitive format. And that's okay for a week or two. When we're on like the seventh time of getting free build. To be fair, really the meta is slightly different each time if you're very, <laughs> very, very plugged in. Yeah, because um, it's but... made as well. Like, you okay. know, it's a lava that made, makes a deck, and next week he makes an answer to that deck. Like, it's, so it's very if fun. you the aren't following is... the one guy on Twitter, then, you know, you're fucked in the <laughs> The problem is, like, I was like, okay, well, like, I have this take about free build, and I really hate free build. Maybe I should just try it. Like, 60% of my matches were against people just playing, like, normal-ass decks, and the best deck was still drop borders, because most people are not playing reasonable free build decks, and drop borders absolutely beats the tar out of every normal deck. That changed, to be honest. Like, that changed. I guess it was maybe because last time I was playing Favorite, it was like people were grinding for the uh, trophies for the free events, and there was like a lot of meta decks, to be honest. I, I, and I didn't yeah, meet any card decks, but I guess that was maybe because of that situation. Yeah, I, I doubt Drop Builder, Drop Orders is like objectively good, but I definitely got the impression that currently the best free build deck is still Drop Orders because there are too many <laughs> fish. Drop builder, drop order does very well against people who aren't at all engaging with the uh, yeah. format. Uh, but once people start engaging with the format, yeah. uh, drop order ain't all that hot shit, you know? Yeah, but it's like when yeah. 60% of your opponents are just not engaging with the format, you just want the deck that like literally hey. 100 zeros them. Uh -huh. Yeah, um, I do think really quick, I love that we got a time for ladder cutoff. Yeah. This is something we've had to like talk with writers about for the last like six sets straight. It's like, uh, what time is the letter cut off? Uh, we have an actual time. It's you know several weeks in advance. I love the fact that they did this. Ten out of ten. Props, right? Yeah, that's so cool. And yeah, I'm excited about the garage matches. Hopefully, I'm gonna be part of one of these because I love doesn't look much hot, but you know, I love that there's a big chance that uh there's a Baya um broken ball salty simon grudge match to see who makes it into worlds that sounds very exciting to me are you excited by that Baya or no of course because it's free win and i like whatever like, oh yeah. free win. true true like man it's like <laughs> simon will be bb they cannot ever win against me so yeah sure Base. i'm down for that there are cosmetics i can't get I'm truly the most, uh, the person with the most yeah. amount of suffering with world's qualification. I'm, I'm not allowed to get a last chance qualifier. Pick. Oh my god! I'm so. Can you play just like, no, you not no, check you in day play. two? No, you cannot play. You you cannot play. If you if you qualified, you cannot play. Okay, but what if you did play and didn't check in day two? Well, we I'm we have some drama that we can talk about. You know? Yeah, we can do some drama about you. You could box or it. I mean, you know, it's as we had with boxer in the in the last open because if people don't know, boxer is kind of back to back winner of open, but he also isn't uh, because he in the past he multicued uh, and then he, for example, he made top cut twice in one of, of on the one of the world's qualifiers. Funny thing is so that, that one was fucked up. That one was definitely cheating because he checked in on both, which yeah. meant that there was one less competitor. That's a little bit cheating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this time, or first open of this season, when he was cheating as well, he cannot cheat for no reason because he played on his main. He qualified, sure. And then he went into his smurf. 
he didn't qualify. So like it was okay. kind of whatever, right? But he still I got agree with you. But what if and hear me out, what if he did qualify on the second one? Because he has a history of doing that and then making top cut with both of them and checking in on both of them. Yeah, sure, so I hear you funny. I hear you it didn't funny, affect right? anything, but wasn't he kind of trying to? Yeah, yeah, maybe he was. But, but he still got punished, right? He didn't get any rewards mm. for that and stuff. So I think Boulevard actually has a very reasonable take. So Boxor is like pretty art. You can definitely make a solid argument that Boxor is the best player in EMEA. Maybe, like, certainly one of the best. Like, that guy has an outrageous pedigree. He has top cut just a stupid amount of times, including multiple times per top cut. Like, this man's very good at Legends of Runeterra. Great. He's um, also won two of these tournaments, and in the yeah. other one they cheated, he top forward still, right? Yeah, like, this guy is incredible. However, um, rules are rules, and there's a purpose. Um, and, like, if you break the rules, you should be actually punished. And uh, I'm sorry? Me saying, like, oh, sorry, you cheated, so I'm just going to, like, remove what you earned from this event. That's not a punishment. That is restoring to normal. Like, that is the yeah, minimum. Guess, yeah. And well, it's like, sure oh, you want you know punitive. Just, yeah. You yes. want them to feel bad. Yes. <laughs> like, we had this happen with the previous, like, EMEA disaster. We're like, uh, multiple people did smurfing. If you don't actually penalize people, people keep cheating. Look at Boxor. He's done this three times. Fucking punish people. I think <laughs> I think Boxor's getting a lot of slack because as far as I know, nobody's ever talked to Boxor. So like the guy keeps blatantly breaking TOS and is obviously very good at the game. And I think a lot of people are like, maybe he just doesn't know. Maybe he just knows nothing. Because as far as I know, nobody's talked to him. No one so I think there's sort dumb. of like an air of mystery. There are a lot of people are giving him credit. Because it's like, oh, he maybe just doesn't speak English. Maybe, you know, he doesn't read too good. Um, maybe he's just really good at clicking on cards and just loves Legend and Terra and wanted to play, you know, 16 hours of Legend and Terra and, you know, queue twice. Yeah. And fuck it. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I, do think, I do think Boulevard's take is very reasonable. If Riot decides to allow Boxor to play, and I also don't think you should retroactively DQ Boxor. Like, that ship has sailed. We're stuck. Um... We should be reasonably respectful to them. Because, like, their fuck-up wasn't the problem. It's Riot's fuck-up. Boxor shouldn't have been allowed to play. Boxor should have been perma-banned the second time he broke TOS. Boxor probably should have been perma-banned the first time he broke TOS. Well, uh, like... perma-banned. We saw, but there was some punish, right? That was the thing with Crusher and Tristan, right? They double-queued in the first ever open, and they, they couldn't play the first world qualifying open and i think that's something that is why is the discussion even like existing is that boxer cheated and he could have played in the next open while crash and rising couldn't in the past right and that's the thingy that's a funny thing on rising win is by the way he changed forecasts before he with his wins he changed forecasts based in his lineup so he played like yeah from last night from, from last journey to this journey yeah. One thing I will say, uh, you know, people are asking, you know, is there evidence? I, it, it would, it would be an incredible coincidence if two people had literally the exact same account name, including the exact same like eyes and stuff in front and behind it, um, you know, to show, you know, to designate the account name, the uh, and also played. Mm -hmm. played like the exact same decks and like played back to back 
and like it would be it it would be an insane insane coincidence if it was not the same person actually um, if like one person called Icado apex you know like i don't know <laughs> that person puts an that. x in front of their name very obviously not me <laughs> <laughs> i mean Are you sure but, i don't know i just i've gotten so much pushback about just like permitting people just fucking perma people. They can go be a I, good card game player in Flesh and Blood for all I care. <laughs> I think that people... So, like, I personally am, like, a little bit against permaing somebody. That seems very, very aggressive. And I understand the stance of, like, you have to hit cheaters. I agree with that. Um, with someone like Boxer, I think, again, a lot of people are giving him credit because, like, he might just not know what's going on. And, like, if you fucking hand this guy down a perma, like, that might be a little bit fucked up. Um, I think yeah. that, like... I think that like the the ban that they gave to like Karachi where like you know he lost all the shit that he got and then also wasn't able to play it in like the world qualifiers so, like basically lost the entire season for like world's qualification. I think it's like a reasonable ban or a reasonable punishment especially for the first time. Um you know this guy's cheated multiple times and seemingly hasn't gotten as harsh a ban. I think that's a little weird. Um but I don't know. Man. No, I, don't I know. think I'm fine. You know like he's the EU hope and like his they didn't get any hit. I think like he's winning okay, Brilliant got hit. That's only you know his deck still exists, right? Yumi Timo exist, uh, Seraphine SI still exist and you know only Brilliant got hit. So man, that man is winning worlds. That man is winning worlds. I have seen so many people in Magic cheat, get banned for a year, cheat, get banned for three years. Cheat, get banned for five years. Cheat, finally get perma, and it's just like perma them, snap it off. Why wait? Do you think that some? Do you think it's possible for people to uh, to reform? Uh, I don't think I need to see it. You can go reform in flesh and blood. Uh, maybe you can reform maybe. in Hearthstone. You can reform in Magic: The Gathering. There are other card games, bro. I there's no greater punishment than forcing <laughs> someone to go play Hearthstone. That's that's <laughs> fucking brutal. <laughs> poor guy, man. Next, you're gonna say they have to play Snap, dude. I mean, that's that's like, <laughs> if doesn't. If we're talking about like real world, real world punishment, I'm not nearly as harsh. It's not like oh, you jaywalked, death penalty. But like, what if someone kept jaywalking? <laughs> what if they jaywalked and they got a ticket and then they jaywalked again and you're like, oh shit, I mean... It's still not the death penalty. Like, when we're talking about, like, real-world punishments, I understand this thing of, like, oh, you want to, like, work up to it. When we're talking about, like, card card games and games in general, just fucking perma people. Like, you flagrantly break my TOS, I perma you. These people are dumb. They know it's against TOS. Like, I, I do just not... to fun everyone. I get it. Do you think that this is like across the board, like for any TOS violation? If it's flagrant, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. if we're sitting here and it's like, oh, well, like I was using like a deck list tracker and it like had slightly more information than a deck list tracker is entirely allowed to play, it's like, okay, reasonable mistake, not going to permit you. If you sit here and like double queue, it's like, you're not an idiot. You know you can't double queue. I'm permitting you. I feel like, okay, I, I feel like if I weren't plugged into the community, I definitely could see a world where it's like, I'm just going to double queue. I have two accounts. I mean, fuck it. Right? If I wasn't, like, plugged in, so, you know, if I wasn't, like, a content creator, you know, like, if I'm fucking 18 years old and, you know, I queued on my one account and I had a good time, but I didn't quite get there, it's like, oh, shit, dude. I think if I played this different lineup, I might be able to get there. And I just queue on my Smurf. Like, 
I could see people just like reasonably doing that. And then like, you know, what then they realize, oh, okay, I can understand why this is fucked up and why this is bad. When like from that point, you know, maybe they could they could grow as human beings. The very fact of how you said that where you're like, um, I changed a little bit, maybe I can make it. It's like you clearly are aware that this probably isn't allowed. Like I, I don't know. If, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if allowed is anywhere in that. I mean, I, it's obviously against. I'm telling you that I know that's against TOS. But yeah. again, if you're if you're not like super plugged in, you fucking click past the TOS because who the fuck reads that shit, right? Like a player policy. What does that even mean? I think that it's how many people like multi queue and like fucking clash, right? For League of Legends, right? How many people like they they implemented like what mobile authorization and people still smurfing. Uh, clash which is like strictly against tos and stuff like i could see a world where people are like it's just not that big a deal you know and then you tell them oh this is a really big deal for us um you know get a fucking you know you're not allowed to play in the next couple tournaments you maybe maybe and then after that if they keep doing it perma them but i I think like one warning you know if we got the Mm -hmm. take of people need a a warning and like a a lighter punishment i i can i can accept that uh I believe uh, Boxer is like the only person who has broken TOS flagrantly twice. Yeah, Boxer's crazy, dude. I, I don't know about Boxer. Boxer's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, I think Boxer is just exceptional. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got perma ban after his second violation. Yeah. I think like is fucking crazy. That's like I, I, I think that's a kind of issue of like the worlds that we're gonna have. Like, I assume like Boxer is a very good player. Like he won fucking back to back EU. No one in the history made won two majors. Yeah, I mean, and as now much? and now in EU, and now Boxer did it, and now it's also likely that he's gonna do well in Worlds, and the second we're gonna have Worlds cast, people are gonna be there and be like, yeah. Boxer is cheater, and uh, like, as much as I will, yeah, as, as much as I will sit here and say that Boxer should have been permanent, I also think we should be respectful to Boxer in Worlds, because it's not his fuck-up that he's in Worlds. Like, it would be on Riot, right? Yeah, like, the very Boxer, allowing. like, yeah. it is completely reasonable for Boxer to play Worlds, given that he's allowed. I 100% blame Riot for not handing down a real punishment to Boxer. And like, like, to be fair, I think if if Riot hit him like you know the big punishment the first time, and the second time he didn't even like make top cut, I could see an argument where it's like it's not that big a deal. I mean, it is, it is. It's against TOS. It's bad. He shouldn't have done it. It's not that big a deal. Um, I don't know. I think that there's a difference between like what Boxer did, you know, the second time, the first time bullshit. The second time, I think there's a difference between that, you know, like actually you know fucking stream sniping or you know uh abusing shit i don't know like you know like real cheating stream sniping i don't know anybody i don't remember their account name but there was someone who just like constantly stream sniped bbg and it went on for like months and months like months the american sniper or whatever that was their name at one point in time yeah but like they stream sniped yeah. over and over and over. And it's not like these a lot of times with these stream sniping situations, it's kind of dubious. You never really know the truth. This guy was blatant. He made it very clear with account names. It was very, very clear. Um and it took like months to perma them. And it's like, why are we so stingy with perma? Like they sniped a lot of people. That shit, like uh, it's crazy to me actually how many people like defend sniping. I've been playing PUBG recently, right? Um, so I was scrolling through like the PUBG Reddit. And there were a lot of people, you know, talking about like stream snipers. Oh my God, this one guy keeps getting griefed by stream snipers every single day on stream. And the, all the entire comment section is filled with people like, um, I mean, you're, you're streaming your perspective. What do you expect? 
Like, okay, I, I, come on, guys. I like, yeah, we also had, like, EU, we had like, Ragna, that he got, like, Browning, what I remember. But that was different. Yeah. It was, like, with Alana and there. Yeah. It's just wild to me how many people defend shit, like, stream sniping. Shit's pretty yeah. fucked. It's, it's definitely, like, fucked. And, like, I don't know how much, like, you see it, I got yourself, because, but I, I definitely feel the difference between if I stream and I don't stream. I, like, Especially when it mattered, when it like mattered a lot, when it mattered, I definitely felt it back in the time. Uh, Here's yeah. what I'll say: I win a lot more, not just win a lot more. I hit a lot fewer insanely bad matchups when I play off stream. Mm -hmm. I don't know if yeah. people are necessarily staring at my hand, but yeah. I do think that you are much more likely to hit a lot of really bad matchups for an end stream. Maybe it's just yeah. because you know you you have you have Majin's stream open, you know Majin's queuing, and you know Majin's queuing one specific deck. You know he's playing just Janna. So like maybe you're not gonna queue Ash. Because like, you know, uh, if I queue right now and I run to Majin, I'm pretty fucked. So maybe you'll queue something else. Maybe you'll queue like Galio instead. And it's not like I don't know how much of that's like as bad, but I do think that playing on stream, like it happens a lot. Yeah. I mean I don't know. I, I get the, the concern and I definitely don't stream enough to like really have that perspective but I've had two false stream sniping accusations against me and that also fucking sucks. Well, like, yeah, I don't oh, for sure. That. 100%. I definitely it's, never like accuse anybody like that's just dumb. Yeah. But... It's Do we like... want to talk about the stream sniping thing? Sure. What's too right? What? The, the one in this last open oh, where... Yeah. Um, Oh, let me go find that. Yeah, where Mafraju was streaming uh, their perspective with no delay during the uh, open, and then um, saw that their opponent was Mafraju's handle. Uh, I'm not certain. M a f r u. Is that not bringing it up? Or Mafra? Oh, I don't even know. I can't I spell. Don't. If you look up Cups mentions, that'll probably work, right? Okay, well, that was like one of the dramas. I think, like, I get the kind of get the tweet, but I think we know long a lot about Cup that we is probably not doing it. But also, like, Cup Cup is kind of dumb to be us to be like it was like really, so, you know, like my thing is like I think we are fine because it's Cup and we we do believe that he it doesn't do. It. But imagine if just this I don't know Ragnar or something like that, you know, and then you know like it's. Here's it's the kind problem. of weird in this discussion. Here's the problem. Like, my opinion of Cup is that Cup wouldn't stream snipe, particularly in a tournament setting um, where he does it. I have the opinion that Cup uh, has a high enough integrity, integrity that he wouldn't do this. I can also definitely see a competitive player feeling like this is their last chance to qualify for Worlds. They don't think it's going to get brought up or anything, and they stream snipe. And I cannot sit here and say with 100% certainty that Cup didn't snipe. I definitely lean to Cup not sniping, but this is this very unfortunate middle ground of you will not know. Um, you will never know the truth. The only person who will know the truth is Cup and maybe his way. Like, that's it. Those two people know the truth. No one else will. Um, do I think Cup should be banned for this? No, because there's too much doubt. But, like, this situation just sucks. Like, I can't sit here and say, like, Mafraju didn't feel like she was ghosted, because, like, that's definitely a reasonable explanation. But, like, we don't know. We will never know. Um, I think the other thing that really sucks is, as a content creator, you talked about how, you know, you've had false accusations thrown at you for stream sniping. It fucking sucks. And if you, 
like ever call out like oh you know this yeah. play this was a little bit sussy you're also putting the target on yourself like as a content creator because there's so many people will instantly like come at you um so it's it's not a good situation for literally anybody involved yeah. um and like yeah. we'll never really know what happened you know you'd like to think that you know people wouldn't snipe um it's pretty unlucky you know especially if you're like the one stream that's not on delay um like it fucking sucks that that happened uh, but let's be open like don't play open without no, no delay right like, yeah but like you, you know that's like i agree with you but like that's still not a real yeah i mean yeah, I, I, do get you. I, I will sit here and say that like if you're gonna stream a competitive tournament you should probably stream it with a delay if you care about the results however like that's also like that doesn't make this situation not shitty for mafraji like mm -hmm. I think uh, the other thing to keep in mind is like, you know, good players cheat in a lot of things. Like yeah. how many times have you seen like, uh, I don't know if you follow like speed running at all, yes. but like I watch, I watch like Carl Jacobs on YouTube and he talks so often about speed runners who will um, cheat. And oftentimes it's the better speed runners who will cheat because they feel like they're so close to hitting a time and like they deserve it. Right. Yeah. They deserve that record. They deserve it. So they'll, you know, be like, oh, you know, RNG keeps fucking me. So they'll change something so that they don't have to redeal with it or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. It's. Yeah. It's not necessarily, you know, a, a massive, you know, like defense to be like, this is a really good player. But at the same time, I, do I think that Cub cheated? Probably not. Um, but the situation, like, just fucking sucks. Yeah, right? that's, we're never going to find out. And it's yeah. like, my thing is like, that's like, imagine if this wasn't Cup and it was still like, no, I think like there would be fucking vision for him. And that's my something that has some kind of concern about, right? Yeah, I mean, so, the problem is like, if it was Ragnar or someone who like we'd known had sniped in the past, like, I'm not even sure if that changes my odds. Like, Cup is the exact type of person that I could understand, like, sitting there and being like, this is my last chance to qualify for Worlds. I really need to do well in this tournament. It's not going well. Like, what if Cup was playing this, like, round at 7-2? and two? And it's like, Cup really is close to qualifying, but needs some more points, could really use another top cut. Am I so confident in Cup's and, like, mm -hmm willpower to not stream snipe in that situation like it's hard to have that much confidence in anything but like i still think cup didn't snipe but like what am i supposed to do here i'm just like literally making shit up about a guy i know through the internet like i also want to say i think cup was really fucking lucky that he didn't top cut this because if he did top cut this i think this this right here would have been a lot more talked about um but also said there was a lot of talked about was I don't know it's the third controversy that we had from last open that was there after against Voke I guess I don't know if we want to cover that as well. Oh the Raftera thing. What <laughs> 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 thing I know is that Seabass isn't very good with reading comprehension and he would be just destroyed in any sort of verbal discussion. Right. I'm gonna go through this, <laughs> I guess, real quick. Um... Okay, Raptera quote tweeted Baki. Baki put out, you know, the 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 sag, um, you know, I lost, feels bad, man, bad RNG, unlucky. Yeah. And Raptera said, fuck you, skill issue. Yeah. Um, and then was upset when other people were like, that's not that's a crazy thing to tweet. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Baki tweets like, this. Another open of clean play, good lineup, tech choices, but losing to bad hands, high rolls, blah 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 blah. What I will say is if you've played a lot of card games, you have seen so many of these fucking email posts. Um, because people basically get, like, maybe unlucky, maybe it's just, like, kind of the same level of luck. Maybe they, like, played, like, trash and got lucky. Uh, who knows? But people get eliminated from a tournament that they care a lot about. 
and they make this email post that always looks like this, where they're like, I did everything perfect. My opponent is a high rolling sack of shit. Um, and this game is bullshit. And I'm quitting. Uh, I will never play this game again. And like, you'll see them at literally the next competitive event. It's fine. Like people just email post. There was a guy that I would remember, like I would play weekly magic events with in the game. This guy is just like venting about how much I'm a luck sacking sack of shit. And I was good friends with this guy. And every time the solution was, I would just shut up during the game. He would vent or whatever. And then like he would lose or he would win or something. And he'd be like, Hey, you want to get food afterwards? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Not a problem. Like <laughs> This guy's just like <laughs> venting in my face. And it's like, it's- this is Fine. so incredibly normal, right? I think yeah. that's the thing, right? That everyone does this. Also, I'm sure I, I could search through thing, everybody's. Yeah. If I if I scrolled through bias, I'm sure I could find a post exactly like this. I, this I know I could find a post day. exactly like yeah. this. Like I know I have posts like this. Everyone yeah. has posts like this. Literally, um, like literally, I've seen people be like, um, people will be like, make these email posts, say I'm quitting or whatever, and people will just like post the gif of like Larry David being like, fuck you, I quit. See you next week. <laughs> and it's like literally like three days later i bet if you could have an honest conversation with baki he would say he didn't believe this tweet like he didn't believe what he literally said i think like two hours later i think two hours later you could have yeah. responded to him and been like well you know i think that there are probably some things you could have worked on here and you know like i, I think if you had like a like a productive response to this i think baki would have responded to it like pretty you know you've been yeah. like well i don't know i feel like it was a little lucky but maybe you're right and this would have been a nothing burger yeah but the issue is that the response to this included the words definitely skill player issue not <laughs> bad luck <laughs> like oh my god dude yeah. so like, just this... on, the, on, the, on the tweet just to addition i made the exact the same tweet and this that you were exactly like one hour later you were like you know, it's fine, but it happens, you know? And I was like, yeah, I know. I was just, I was just making my fucking tweet, you know? Like, yeah, yeah it, it was absolutely hilarious. It's like, this tweet is pretty unhinged, simply because of, like, just how normal this Baki tweet is. He makes a fucking podcast. Is he warriors. He warriors in the comments over and over and over, where he's like, nah, what I said wasn't toxic. Do you think, do you think I'm being toxic? I wouldn't be toxic. Come on. It's like, no, bro, you're being toxic as fuck. The podcast <laughs> part is like, excuse me? I haven't watched it. Has anyone watched it? I watched like five I, minutes and then, uh, yeah. I saw it and I was like, no fucking way. I'm clicking on that shit. It's absolutely <laughs> wild. Also, someone tried to out shitpost Seabass, which is just not happening under any circumstance. This man is a, a goat of LOR Twitter. Unbeatable. Homie, homie goes in. I, you know, at first I was like, damn, Seabass, you're going a little hard, buddy. But then I don't know. <laughs> the back and forth was just a little, I don't know, a little nuts, though. Um, it, it was a funny yeah. thing in the end. But yeah, like these vent posts just exist and just yeah, don't answer them. Maybe just say, you know, you're going to do better next time or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, they're people fine. just want to like, complain and they just, you know, they just realize that yeah, like let's be honest, something like clean play doesn't really exist. Perfect lineup also doesn't exist really. So realistically, it's usually on the people, the kinda, but also there's some unlock and 
That's how that just happens. Really, yeah, I mean, though, I think if you went to Baki and you said, I think your lineup wasn't that good and you probably could have benefited from more prep. You know, you brought Ash into, like, a pretty sus meta. And, like, you know, I understand that you're upset, but, like, I, it does feel like you could have prepped better. I think he would have responded positively. About yeah. it. It's just the complete and total lack of, like, social awareness to just, okay, we'll come in with the skill issue and, and unironically be like, skill issue is not, that's not toxic. It's just true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. The most confusing part of that to me is like, I feel like if you have played competitive card games for like one month, you figure out that these email posts happen and they're very normal. And, like, <laughs> and they're not that big a deal. <laughs> like, it'd be one thing if like Raftera was like completely new to the scene and was like, I think your lineup sucks ass. This is a skill issue. Like, what are you complaining about? And it's like, okay, you you just don't know what's normal. Like, that's fine. Uh, but to like, be fair, Raftera <laughs> kind of has you know a history. Do you remember the um? Do you remember the post after the first one? After the yes. first uh, oh, no. <laughs> open, where people <laughs> were getting bubbled at nine wins in America's and EU, and he made it in APAC at eight wins, and then he was like. You know, shut the fuck up. Just get good. If you were, if you actually deserve to win, you would win. Yeah, okay, let, me, let me get it. I just have to qualify to what you will. There you can blame the system things. all you want, but the truth is, if you played better, you'd have better results. Win-based matchmaking is coming next season. Suck it up, learn from your losses, and move on to the next one. Everyone who deserves to qualify for Worlds will get there. Homie says that while getting it at eight wins, while we're bubbling like a hundred people at nine wins. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was a point in time. It never came up, but like I definitely wanted to reply to Rafter at some point with a take like that. Not that one. That one I kind of stayed out of because like that debate heavily centered around my experience because my experience was like so wildly abnormal for the first open. Um, but there's previous times that Rafter has put up posts like that, and like the worst I have ever done in an open that I played was seven and three, which at the times that I went seven and three, seven and three made it at APEC. So if I was just in APAC with my results, I would have just always top cut it. If I played an open, I top cut it. I have not top cut it every open because I am in the Americas shard. And we I have a lot more players. And it's like well, next year we need to make LR house in APAC. You know, I don't know. That's like a low cost of winning. We're gonna be doing some collapse streams, you know? What do you think I gotta do that? What do you think, guys? No, like I'm so down absolutely let's let's go to you know somewhere pretty cheap you know singapore or something it, it'd be great it'd be great <laughs> <laughs> amazing content you know like i mean I, i'm down yeah, yeah yeah no it's it's pretty it's pretty wacky i apac has put people in to the open at six wins how many times and it's just like i mean yeah. come on yeah come on. I, I mean as much as like as easy as it is to kind of dunk on apac um I do think the fundamental thing is their server is just smaller. Like, yeah. it's not that the players are just weaker. There's just less players. If you're looking at, like, I want how many players are above skill threshold, why? The answer is just lower. And it doesn't matter what you do at that threshold. If you ask, like, how many people are better than, like, the threshold between platinum and gold in Americas, like, you just have more players above that threshold in Americas yeah. than you do like, in... I that was always the thing, like, Apex had, like, very good people, like, J1, yeah. you know, Shania, like, uh, we, we saw them doing well even in Worlds, right? Last time yeah. they, even Apex did better than Americas, right? Like, it wasn't that hard, but, you know. Their best players are absolutely, like, world's caliber, and the server is not weak, it is small, and that's, like, yes. 
an important distinction to have. And that, of course, and, and that in Swiss, of course, if you have less pairs, then you need less to win. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like on ladder, if there's less com competition for being like above this skill threshold, it's easier to show up because, like, I mean, it's mm -hmm. the the English saying is like small fish or big fish in a small pond, where it's like if there's less competition, it's easier to do well. And that's true all the way up until you start like talking worlds where it's like, we got like four of the, I guess like the other worlds, the old world system would probably be a better example where it's like, if you're not one of the four best players in APAC, you're not making it. So like, uh, it doesn't matter that the server is smaller because they still have four worlds caliber players. So first, first was they have like the crazy qualification. You know? They have like 128 players in the Swiss, right? I remember. That they had like the double times that that was crazy because there was two servers right and from the both of servers you could have qualified it was so crazy to qualify from the for the first worlds yeah. aj think. it still happens even with a set amount because you're basically taking like the top thousand people and in the distribution that goes further down the bell curve if you have less population so like it always applies if your server is small until you're like sampling like the literal outliers so mm -hmm. I, you know, if you say, you know, you, you look at the very tippity top, then, you know, there's, you know, maybe like four or five, you know, like world's caliber players. All I'm saying is the three of us and Roji get a house and move over there. I mean, that, you know, it doubles it. It doubles the amount of world's caliber Exactly. And also, <laughs> the cost of living would be small. Man, I just down, man. Like, I, I, yeah, it's, we're kind of, kind of trolling, you know, but my Twitch salary goes crazy in Southeast Asia. <laughs> Like, uh, like, I think, like, yeah, if I wasn't, like, I, actually, if I wasn't, like, at the university and stuff, I would actually consider it, by the way. Like, like I'm not weaving here. <laughs> I think you have to, like, naturalize for, like, how many months before you'd be able to play in any Riot like tournaments? EU, yeah, like, nine months or something like that. But you can play like, on EU doing that. Or, like, EU and America is doing that because you're still, like, the, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it might be the strat, you know. If we start right now, then we'd be done by the time, you know, third season starts. And then we, you know, third season next year, we would all just sweep that and, you know, just qualify for Worlds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Easy clubs. Easy. Yeah. Funny shit. Do we have something else? I don't think so. We got through all of our actual topics plus some bonus ones. So I think we should uh, wrap it up. It's a fat episode. Any last thoughts? How are we feeling about the patch? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumb to the side. I actually like the patch. Um, I think standard's going to be a fucking shit show. But um, since we're going into Eternal, I think the patch is pretty all right. So the issue is we aren't going into Eternal, right? You and I are playing in Aegis this weekend, right? Yeah. You know, we're playing Aegis Finals. Uh, and then the vast majority of the community doesn't really need to play Eternal because they're not qualifying for Worlds via points anyway. Uh, so it, isn't it, the vast majority it, of the community just going to play Standard? Uh, very yeah. interesting. Is there a tournament in Standard that I'm not aware of? The Last Chance Qualifier uh, is in yes, Standard. Uh, the thing I'm not allowed to play. Yeah, yeah. so it's cool for you. Again, it's very cool for you. Proud of you. You're, yeah, very happy. But, um, like, but like, actually, Aegis made in the yearly points. Maybe you can actually show it because it's very interesting. Uh, Red made actually list that shows you if you should be playing in the Athena or not. And there are like 20 people for server. That's so funny. So no one else should be playing. Okay, if nobody else could play, that'd be great. You know, I, I know that you guys are going to like net deck me on Friday and you're just going to like come in and try and steal my points. Um, But no, here's the thing. You're not allowed to play. I need my points. Yeah, I, I can't I find, find this thing, thing quickly, but 
I, I'm gonna find it to you. Uh, yeah, that is. Are uh... you so Trizoth? We're in Ages Finals. Mm -hmm. Uh, have you guys decided on if we're playing Standard or Eternal? Um, uh, my team has a strong preference. Um, I don't particularly care, but yeah. Your team, from what I've heard, is being major hard asses and only wants to play standard. Um, which if my team I, is if my team has communicated with you, um, then I'm happy to talk. But <laughs> they, well, I so I've been told, you know, I I'm not doing the the one doing communication, right? But like okay. from what I've heard, uh, it seems like you know from what Quaco said, your team is very very uh set on playing standard. My team is very. Um strongly opinionated that we should play standard do you think that that changes now that we've seen the failure to eight drop um <laughs> can we just not like so I, i'd prefer if we just didn't i will say the people that are particularly opinionated have this opinion that they should have made their choice before seeing the patch because they feel like it avoids drama so i think you will find that my team has become more stuck in their ways now that uh the patch has been revealed uh-huh you know what I think? I think your team's cowards that want to hide behind their OP Froyord mid range. <laughs> Come yeah, have... play in the dirt in Eternal. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Alexander, the uh, greatest control simp known to man. Yeah, I bro. What is? Do you think that this this Froyord card isn't control? It's just unit control. It's, it's just it costs just play eight a big mana. unit. You win the game. You you've controlled the board. That that definitely counts as control, right? Exactly. Man, I, I cannot. I, I might have printed this card. Holy shit, man! But that. <laughs> Holy shit! Into, wait. Can we play into... ultra rapid draw? Um, I believe that was. Uh, Hirsch said no, and then Red overruled him and said ultra rapid draw is allowed. <laughs> I would be so down. We should play an ultra rapid draw. I'm fucking crazy at that mode. Yeah, you're so much better than open. I get you. Um, apparently Hirsch can... overruled Red, so oh, no. who is based and oh. who is cringe swapped, but conclusion is the same. But uh, we can go into the World Square Pass, and if we go into yearly points, uh, the yellow people can qualify only if they win. Orange people cannot qualify, basically. Yellow has to win. Holy shit! I and mean, they have to win and get help, right? Like they have to win and like the people no, at the top have to. No, win is qualified. Win, win is qualified and win plus ladder. If you are orange, you need to win and hope that somebody doesn't play ladder for some reason. Oh, orange is orange needs help, but yeah. yellow just wait. So yellow is taking into account into account if like all the people in the top like also like you know if they're yeah, like so second, they, they, third, they also, fourth, yeah. fifth, sixth. Yeah, so don't top right. For example, you know if you are rusticless, for example. Then you need Hawk to not do well, Cup not do well, Phoenix not do well, Mate not do well, yeah. Donut not do well. Uh, like, yeah. So the way it works is if you're in yellow, you have to win. If you're in orange, like Tippy, Tippy has to win. And wait, how many points do you get from winning? Twelve. Twelve. So Tippy has to win. And wait, that's Hawk not enough. Can't get a single point. Yeah, wait. I I'm sorry. Every single person at 17 can't make it. Like we they can sit here and cope, but they're not going to make it. Well, yeah, oh. realistically. So there are zero yellow players that are getting in. Yeah, I'll, I'll so, bet that. I'll bet it right now. I'll bet a hundred dollars. There's no way any <laughs> yellow player makes it in. Uh, realistically, I would just eliminate like 19s and 18s in America's. Like Rattling Buds is probably the last player that I think 
has a shot. Bro, can 20 even get it? 20 requires help, man. It Rattling requires the people wins. above them to do poorly. Rattling Bones must win to make it, for sure. But yeah, like... so Bones wins, and then we're just assuming that, like, I don't top, Cup doesn't top, and Hawk doesn't top. And also, nobody above him gets yeah. enough points to make the differential up, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I would say, like, up to 21 points, like, is obligated to win. And, like, you're not even likely at winning. And I would say, like, 20 and 23, like, these people, if they win, I think they're likely to make it. Yeah, I think they are, they are locked. If you have 22, you're locked. And, and, and for example. Where is he? And he's so free, by the way. Where is he? 20 points? Oh, my God. What is this? Man, and he's so free. Um, well, <laughs> because, like, Wait, where are you at our, on like, spy? I can't see you. I'm ninth. Any you. Uh, the reason why America oh, okay, is okay. free is because, like, three people have a shit ton of points in this region. Have you seen um, EMEA last top four of EMEA? But the funny thing that in EU it might be a little bit different because last top four in the world's qualifier was Ultraman already qualified, Boxer already qualified, Anophilis already qualified. So that was funny in EU that actually mm -hmm. the season from EU might be like 18 points only or something like that with ladder. Yeah. EU should be really happy that Boxer topped and like qualified, right? Because before yeah. that you had like literally two good players um, and now Boxer is the third one. So you guys actually have a shot at Worlds now. It was pretty Boxer rough there. Boxer is winning Worlds, bro. Like I said, like, it's a little touch and go before like, Boxer came in. Man, he's got to change one card for Worlds and before you don't have any shot, man. Holy shit. He doesn't even need a prep. We're all going to be out there prepping with the new cards and he's just going to run it back. Excellent, man. No, he, he just plays his lineup back to back and he's so good at, you know, like. Okay, what are the chances that Boxer 2, the one that's not qualified, wins the last chance qualifier? <laughs> <laughs> would we ban him then what would what would happen <laughs> i don't know man that would be very funny though uh he has the opportunity to do this funniest thing of all time that's for certain yeah no world's race uh very close um i need to do well i'm in misery by, uh... fine. i'm doomed man i need to fucking win or second place otherwise i'm fucking doomed man like just win, Wait, how many help? I can't even see. It's twenty-eight points, right? So you have yeah, to go. Um, you have to go plus five on someone I'm, above you. So, so at least I need to like top eight at least. Yeah, Minimum, yeah. Top. You need to be. You need to like top four. Top four, top. Yeah, it's a top four second place win. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's that's rough, homie. That's rough. We I'm are winning, very lucky bro. in Americas that you know floppy and tankbuster. Uh, have continually played and continually stolen points. Oh, did AJ? you want props to Drizoth? AJ? I'm sorry. There's like oh, AJ winning actually. two in a row. Is... <laughs> that was crazy, by the way, that like both AJ and now at Boxer won back-to-back -back the same. Like winning back-to-back -back is very rare, but like these players winning both back-to-back -back is crazy. Yeah, I wish uh, like there was a way to see from um, like AJ's like not taking out already qualified people just to see like the overall points raise um i think that'd be cool but i'm pretty sure like floppy myself creos Rochi, and aj all just have like a shit ton of points that are obviously not going anywhere yeah you got 18 for your win congrats yeah. you know that the points are completely useless and they don't do yeah. anything i mean <laughs> i have a decent number of points out like obviously the 18 matters a lot but i got top four and i've top cut a few um congrats 
yeah no there's there's a few people that have done a very good job of uh continually hoarding these points uh even like tank buster like did so well yeah. in like the first two uh seasons i don't think he played this season um or if he did i don't remember but yeah no it's uh we're very fortunate in that what's um also funny thingy about uh about the story of like america's open last time was that ag stole like two donut decks and then beat him in top 64 you know so do you guys think donuts are it back is he making it to worlds i hope uh, so unfortunately i don't think so um wait how close is he in points oh he's close 27 that's so doable wait no this is this is doable it's doable but the problem is like donut needs to do better than hawk yeah and probably better than cup yeah and he's probably just hopeless for these people i mean 32 i so like if he top, top fours how many points do you get like 12 or top four eight? eight. Oh, eight points shit that's really close okay like, so he has the top four and like none of us are allowed to top because if any of us top yeah. then he's just not <laughs> yeah i mean the problem is like okay ninth through 16th he gets five points yearly total he goes up to like 32 and like yeah it's tied with me he's he's still not beating these people like anyone he's beating cup and hawk but like there's also like chinos that could just pass him matri easy to win maybe not rojo rojo's got like a ways to go up but like realistically if he's in top 16 he also needs none of these people to like match that yeah, performance because topping gives you three points right yes yeah so like just by topping cup ties a top 16 finish from uh from donut right so donut needs to top eight to get um eight points which like maybe i get maybe. you what you're doing chat but i get you what you're doing guys but i think what we really need is as many ties at odds at sixth place so we have the most grudge matches as possible true Oh my god, I that is that is the dream, right? Is there's just what, like what, infinite what, players? What if we don't top uh cup tops 36 t t top 64s, Hawk get uh top 32, Chinos gets well, top 32, you know, I hear you. top 32. But counterpoint, what if I just did top? I think just by topping, no, I'm no, probably no, 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 no. in, know. right? Just by top 64ing, I get three points and then four from ladder. I'm probably in. Okay, don't call and do fucking ladder points. Everyone gets four points. Doesn't matter. Ladder points don't count. Does <laughs> not, not everyone, bro. Come on. I'm working hard. I'll go gatekeep someone. I'll go gatekeep. More accounts or what? <laughs> I'll figure it out, you know. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I just I just need a top and I'm probably there. And I need cool. I need like imagine there's like seven players tight for six players, man. Like imagine that. I think you will be fine with a top cut, I gotta. 35 is a lot for people to pass yeah. i mean like 35 is really hard like there's just so much limited unless there's a crazy top eight where like all of these players are in the top eight um but that's like, very people are not gonna care and these people are gonna care so like it's like more likely that these people are gonna do better though Fuck, why do you have to say that by now i have to worry more <laughs> because i'm yeah. winning next open i'm telling you that like you know I mean, I, I legitimately think you'd be fine if a top cut, but that obviously uh, needs a top cut. I don't think you're safe without a top cut. 
It would actually be so based if it was still like top ten or whatever, and someone made ten accounts and just tried to monopolize the top of ladder, just <laughs> everything at like twelve hundred. So, oh, so you so you're telling me that if that happens, that then is you okay? I get you, I get you. No, I just think that'd be really funny. Getting twelve thousand OP across ten accounts, gatekeeping everybody. I think that'd be really funny. Um, but yeah. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. We'll see. I guess we, we can pack it up because, yeah. I need oh, to... yeah, it's a long one. It's been a long one.